Yo, what's up? It's Eric Sermon, the Green Eye Bandit. This is a Loudspeakers Network production. Hey, yo, internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show. What's up, Premium? What's going on, Combat? Man, we got a friend in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what to call this man anymore, man. This is a, a, a guy of, of, of multiple talents. Um, you've heard his music. Um, you hear him on satellite radio. I understand now this man is acting and doing voiceovers and had the opportunity of sitting down uh, and watching this man at work. As a uh, as a show host of a potential pilot, um, he's got this Kickstarter going on. He's got his entrepreneurial fuck. I fucked God that word damn. up. Entrepreneurial <laughs> fingers in the dirt right now. Let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mister Torre, the Black Torre. Right, right, right. Yo, no <laughs> shots out. known as the Black Torre. No shots to uh, Torre. <laughs> the last time we saw him, he was like, "Yo, stop calling me the White Torre." So, no <laughs> shots. But what's up, Torre, man? What's going on, Premio? What's good, Jack? What's, what's good? good? Yo, man, listen, man. I got it. First and fo- first and foremost, um, and this is no bullshit. Um, you're a friend of the show. You're a friend of mine. You're a friend of the families. Um, but I gotta tell you, man. Every time. I listen to your show on Sirius. I'm just happy, man, because you're really good at that, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, I mean, you, you've hit me, you know, you text me or something and be like, yo, I'm listening. You sound great. And I'm always so humbled by that, man, just because of, you know, who you are and what you do here and your platform on the Combat Jack show. And this is taking off and, you know, had so much success. And for you to just, you know, hear my little radio show and say you like it, man, I, I definitely appreciate it, man. It definitely keeps me. You know, not grounded because I, I don't have a big head. Like, well, literally, I do, but not, you know what I'm saying? But um, you, you it just got a big head, me, dude. I definitely do. <laughs> he wears about a size eight and a half fitted. What, what size do you wear for real, man? Oh, man. Don't tell so, me eight and a half. Yo, no, I don't think they make eight they and a half. They don't make anything. It's like shag size. You're Torrey. You get custom fitted. <laughs> Torrey, you got a big head, man. But, I, I, do, I do. I do have a, a seven and three-fourths up here. Okay. But, but how how'd you find yourself on radio, man? Um. You know, it kind of happened just, you know, due to the music. Like, everything kind of, things kind of tumble into each other. You know how the business is. Um, I had relationships with Sirius already, obviously, from the, from the artist standpoint of just going up there and trying to push records and get records on. But it happened with um, DJ Clips, who, you know, he kind of, he's given me so many opportunities, man. When I was first trying to get my records in Fat Beats, you know, he took records on consignment and put me in the store and put Damn. me on the wall. Um, when I first did the record with Prem, you know, he definitely pushed it in. You know, Eclipse has definitely been a catalyst for so many things that happened for me. And um, same with radio. You know, he has his show on Sunday nights, Rappers Out of Control. He was looking for a co-host. I had done the show a few times as a guest. And um, he's like, Toe, I think you'd be dope on the show. And, um, you know, I had a little trepidation just because... You know, when people see you kind of branching out and doing other things, they always like, well, they're not going to take you as serious in right. what they know you for. Even um, though nine out of ten, that's in your own mind. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but but I, you know, the, the rule is always take the meeting. You know, right. you never know what's going to happen until you take the meeting. So I went up there. I tried it. Um, I maybe went for like two, three weeks. And by that third week, I was like, yeah, this is absolutely for me. Right. You know, it's another opportunity to, you know, it's the same thing I do is just not in three minutes and 30 seconds. I talk my shit. I give you a glimpse into my personality, um, you know, funny, witty, whatever. 
uh, compelling at times, and it just gives me a longer song to do it on. You know, that's what the radio is for me. You had no idea that you'd end up in radio? I didn't. I didn't. I, I definitely saw going into television and acting, but the radio thing for me, it was always, and it's funny because when I used to, like, I would listen to, like, Angie Martinez coming up, right. and she'd have somebody on the show, and I would sit there and answer the questions, like, if I was the guest. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would listen to her in LL, and I'd just be answering, yeah, nah, nah. He say Queens, I say Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Like that. <laughs> but I never saw myself as the interviewer, only the interviewee. Um, but it's, it's so much a part of who I am, you know, and I had done other things, interview things, you know, I cover a uh, red carpet for double XL and, right. you know, so many different, so many different things where I've been a personality. Um, but radio just wasn't on my radar. And now it's so much a part of who I am. It's my day to day thing. Now that's crazy, man, because, um, you know, I'm not necessarily a radio guy, even though we do a variation of, um, but it's, you know, the, I guess the, the landscape of radio was changing and people sounding different, but you have a classical radio voice, man. <laughs> I mean, for real, like it's, it's, it's like the, it's like the shit that you heard in the eighties and in the nineties wow. and then in the arts, it's a, it's a natural voice. Now, how has this changed your life, man? It, I mean, this is like, damn, I'm an artist and I'm on the radio. Right, like, right, like, right. That's like a monopoly, bro. <laughs> Yo, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I want to be on the radio every day. Right. I just thought it would be my songs, you know, but it's, it's me um, as a personality. And I really love it, man. I enjoy it. I get a chance to, you know, the dope thing about satellite radio is that it's nationwide. Right. And now with the Internet, it's really worldwide. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So when I have like today, I had opened up the phones and we were just having conversation. I had people on from Ohio. I had somebody from Harlem. I had somebody from Cleveland. I, had, I mean, uh, from um, just all over, all over. Texas you know, calls in a right, lot. Texas, mm -hmm. Texas was on tonight. Um, and and it's dope because it just gives me an opportunity to talk and touch so many different people and and have this fun conversation and go back and forth. So you know, I, I definitely enjoy it. It, it's a dope thing. You ever you ever get a chance to be able to spin one of your own records while you're there? Yeah, you know, I try I mean, not to cheat. You know what I'm saying? But um, I play from I, – I, I go from a playlist. You know, mm -hmm. we got the program director. They they got the songs in the playlist. And, you know, every once in a while it's like, yo, can we put this in instead? And we do this. You know, I like to really try to custom make the show around whatever I'm talking about. So – um, depending on topics or whatever, I try to pull some songs. Of course, if one of my homies got a new record, I'm gonna try to push that. And anytime I have a record, you know, I, I sit down with Reggie Hawkins and Asdod, and we figure out how to make it work. How difficult is it to push a record though that that you like that's not necessarily in the playlist? Um, I do have a, a a feature on my show, the Passport Stamp. You know, it's on Hip Hop Nation. The name of my show is the Tour Guide. So the Passport Stamp is me bringing a new record onto the nation. You know, it's all wordplay, right? Right, of course. Um, the Tour Guide, I like right. that. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, you know that happens twice a week. Where um, Sunday I bring a record on, I put it on, I give the people a chance to give me feedback on it, and um, and then we bring it back around on Thursday just to kind of reiterate. And then if it's for something that people are really, really checking for, then I can go to Talking Reg you know, to Reggie Hawkins. And I'm like, listen, this is what's happening right now. Right. This is the pulse of the street right. right here on my phone. You can see how the people are reacting to the record. And, you know, I would say maybe seven out of 10, I get a shot with the record, you know, now, but it has to be something that fits the format. Now has, how has been being on radio boosted like your social media and all of that, man? Um, I feel like it's growing. Yeah. You know, people, it's funny. Like my man, shout out to my man, Mag, he, um, him and his girl or a lady he's dealing with, He's like, he called my damn, phone. Damn, you like his girl. Well, yeah. baby, baby mama. Well, I don't so know. The I don't lady know she's, he's dealing with. I don't know if she's his girl. Damn, <laughs> Mag's <laughs> business is all on blast. <laughs> no, I did do that, right? <laughs> ah. 
Tim. No edits. No edits. <laughs> Restart. Shout out to my guy, Mac. Yo, what so, up, Mac? He's Work like, that out, um, my G. <laughs> he was like, yo, I'm, I'm talking to Shorty, and she's listening to you on the show, and she's talking about this guy that she loves from the radio. And, you know, she, I found out it's you. And yeah. I'm like, nah, that's Tori. That's my man. He an MC. And she like, nah, he don't rap. He do radio. And, you know. Oh, so he didn't know you fun. rapped. No, he knows I rap. Right. She didn't know. Uh, and he knew I did radio. But, you know, it's just weird. Like, two people. He's a he's a head. So he knows me as a right. head and the artist. And she's just a casual listener of the radio satellite. And she knows, she knows me as a personality. So it's just funny how the two worlds collide. So it's definitely brought in my social media. You know, people were like, I had a chick hit me. She was like, damn, I listen to you every day, and I just finally decided to go to your Instagram page, and she, and she liked like 100 pictures. She's like, I didn't know you, got, you was you eye gotta candy, You got to watch out, though. You got to watch out, though. I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems. No, no problems. <laughs> I don't want no problems. I know 1,700 weeks ago, start liking <laughs> yeah, you your shit. So, so you got, some, you got some, some creeps now following you, right? It gets a little crazy. You get some DMs? DMs heavy. I don't even pay attention to them though. So like, you don't I get, tell, and you when don't I pay go no on, attention to them. Nah, they, you know they got the option. Like you could just delete everything right. now. Yeah, like, you don't decline. want to know what they're saying. You don't want to nah, see them. The, if I don't know them, I don't. I don't. Right. I don't open up the yeah, DM. Right, right. You don't, don't want no problems, right? I don't even want it to be perceived as it could possibly be a problem. I don't want nobody to screen. Yo, the screenshot game is real. Right. You open it, you say one thing, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that, that's pookie, true. We'll keep Pookie out the crack house. Now it's crazy, man, because. And and once again, I'm not trying to cause no troubles because I know you're a family man and the whole nine. But do you find now, man, that you have a what's bigger for you? Your female audience as a rap artist or your female audience as a radio personality, man? Because um, you be talking that talk, man. Yeah, yeah, we have a good time on the radio. Um, I would say they're about even. Okay, you know, because when I do tour, you know, like I like I said, we we tour overseas more than domestically, and and you know, in places like Germany and Italy and shit like that. The female audience. Like, Schwarzfeld, I love you. <laughs> Come here, give me that penis. <laughs> the, fe- the female audience <laughs> yeah, definitely comes out. sounded like a Lithuanian midget. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, grandmother. <laughs> somebody, old grandmother. Yeah, give, give, yeah, give me the penis. Pause. Stirring the big ass pot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's definitely a lot of ladies who come out to the, um, to the shows right. abroad. So, you know, I would say it's about even. So, you're a built dude, man. You ever just say fucking and go shirtless? I definitely like, like don't. You, you don't like LL? Keep okay. it respectable. Yeah. Keep Yo, it respectable. Torrey Tor- reminds me of LL, except he don't lick his lips. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy for him right about what, that. Do you, what, why, what keeps you from tearing off your shirt, man? You're you, you in the prime of your life. You got guns. What's up, man? I don't want no problems, man. You don't want no problems? Listen, I got a nice couch. It's leather. It feels good. Yeah, yeah. I fall asleep on it sometimes, <laughs> right, right. but, but you I don't, don't want, want to be that, that, yeah, I don't yeah. want that to be the spot, yeah, man. man. Is that natural yeah. or is that creatine? And uh... Yo, you know what's crazy? People always, I won't say accuse me, but people always suggest that I... I don't do nothing. If I did something, I'd look like Dwayne Johnson. Like Yohimbe? Yeah, I'd be on it. I, I'd be <laughs> Serge Ibaka out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is all just like I do push-ups. I, I run a little bit. My knee is shot, so I'm not running as much. I definitely eat a lot of junk food. Not junk food so much, but I'm a cake guy. I right. love cakes and donuts and shit. So, you know, just to kind of offset that, I try to stay a little more active or whatever, whatever. But I don't, like, I don't take no supplements, no nothing. Like, just water. You know what I mean? That's, that's beautiful, man. Now, you have an announcement to make, man. You got something that's uh, that's underway. You hit me and you wanted to, to make this announcement on the show, man. Tell us what it is, man. Absolutely, man. We're doing this kick, Kickstarter for the new project. Um, I'm just so excited about it because, you know, we in a time where you can interact with your audience in a whole different way. Um, you can do dope things with your listeners and your fan base, and you don't have to go through so many people to get to the people that support you. You know what I'm saying? You don't need no middlemen. It's like, yo, you like the music, you tweet me, I hit you back, we have a conversation. Um, just recently, maybe two weeks ago, this dude was like, yo, Torre, 
I'm in the city. I got a bunch of your CDs with me. It's my first time in New York. Are you around? And I was headed to the radio station. I was like, well, if you're in Times Square, I can link with you. And he was like, yo, I'm in Times Square right now. And we met and we chopped it up for a minute. I signed all his joints and you know, so I just love fan, man. Yo, I just love having that direct contact. Right, of course, it's with, very important. The, man. These are the people who've been keeping my lights on right. for you know since two thousand six, seven. Um, so I'm doing a Kickstarter and I'm I'm more excited. I mean, we're raising the money, which is dope, but I'm more excited about the rewards, you know, because it's stuff like I come to your house and play the album for you exclusively. How many people's houses are you gonna go to? Tonight? Whoever whoever buys that reward, man, I'm going. What, there. What's 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 the price tag for? Having you in somebody's house. I don't remember. Maybe two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars might be something like that. So if that. you if there's a hundred premium P like I pay that shit. If there's a hundred people that donate two hundred dollars. Well, there's a cap on how many people. What's so. the cap, man? It might be five to ten. Five to ten. Yeah. yeah. And it dep- it doesn't matter any place in the world or in the coastal. Well, no, it, it has to be in the tri-state area. Oh, the tri-state unless area. Unless you're willing to pay for my travel, right? Then I'll come to wherever you. Now, are. what if it's one of your creep fans <laughs> that want you to come Escort, over to their man. house Escort. they got a babysitter mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they got netflix and Play chill music. and they're like come to the house and play yo torrey you know, and chill you nigga. know what another <laughs> another one of the prizes is you can if you're a videographer or something like that you can come and film me doing things so okay. i'm gonna have the cameraman the video, there with me yeah so you yeah so i'm gonna kill like, two let's birds show, with let's, one let's shoot a porn no yo no. my nigga you could kill the whole you could be the king of all media i do it i do it <laughs> Different. Story, you ever shot a porn? Wait, where my phone at? Oh, I thought th- I thought you had my phone on you. Yo, <laughs> a, little, a little iPhone magic. That's okay. it. Man. Shout to the wife. You know you could cut that on your phone now. <laughs> you know, you have they, got type, they got all types of technology Yo, out there. So, so what's the goal you're shooting for, man? Um, a humble, a very you know modest ten thousand. Okay. Which which obviously it takes a whole lot more to make an album. Um, I'm not telling the people to fund and finance the whole album, but we got to a certain point. And for me, it was more about kind of gauging where I was with the audience, figuring out a new way to roll out a project, get the people excited about it. And um, of course, into bringing some of the funds in, you know, for mixing and mastering, because I just didn't want to do the same thing I had done with previous projects. Go partner up with somebody, have to cut them into a percentage. And like, I'm like, listen, man, we in a day and time of direct to consumer. Do it cut, yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cut the people out. Do it yourself. And who better to help you fund the project than the people who've been asking right. since my last solo effort? So. What's, what's the concept of the, of the album? Well, the title is entitled, and um, I'm kind of talking from a from a place of kind of feeling entitled. You know, I felt I felt entitled to being a major rap star at one point. You know, I was like, yo, I'm not a rom. I'm a nice guy. You know, I pay my tides. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna get a big deal. I'm gonna be. And it was like, well, are you doing the work? Are you really, or you just mm. think it's supposed to happen for you? Right. You know? Because um, you can't, so, showing up is not doing the work. Nah, nah. You, mm-hmm. you got to do more than show up. That's just the first step, you know? So, um, you know, from that aspect, um, I'm definitely talking about a lot of things that went on just within the last few years as far as the, the, the tragedies that we've been seeing and, you know, the injustice that we've been seeing in the community. So I'm coming from that space. Of course, I'm still wrapping my face off. You know, I always feel like I got something to prove when I put an album out. So, you know, I want to make sure that the people who know me for spitting get that right off the rip. So it's a lot, man. But it's it's probably for me, I'm I'm excited about it because I feel like it's my best work to date. That's hot. Um, and it came so simply. It came so easily. Is it is it done already? Or is yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, the project is done. As far as the writing and recording aspect, right. you know, because... When I set when I started doing the album, I didn't set out to make an album. I wasn't even sure if I was gonna do an album. 
but I was inspired to create music. And so that's what I started doing. I started reaching out to my friends and going in the studio and I started creating music. And then I looked up a month later and I had like nine songs. Damn. I was like, oh shit. Right. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So I did not start chilling. I was like, y'all got a whole album. I'm chilling. Right, right, right. And then months went by and I was like, all right, let's pick this up and finish it up. So, you know, but I reached out to the homies. I got Knots on it. I got Damn. Pete Rock on it. Damn. Um, I got Prem on it. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. I got some new guys. This guy praise, man. He's amazing. He actually has three joints on the project. And um, that's just because he kept sending banger after banger. Like, I told him to stop sending beats. Right. Because I was like, too- I was like, you're going to get the whole album right, if you right, keep sending right, right. shit. Because yeah, yeah. you just. And I'm keep committed hitting- to Pete right. Rock and, and, and Prem and the whole nine. <laughs> well, I know what people, when they when they get a Tory album, they right. look for certain things. So You um, got any cameos on there? Um, I kept it. I kept it to a minimal just because, again, I didn't set out to make an album. Like, I didn't go in like, yo, I'm going to make an album. Right. I just wanted to create music. So everything that I was saying I was I was saying, you know, I didn't really have anybody else that, need, that needed to say it. As I kind of started to pull back from it and listen to songs, I was like, okay, this person will fit here, this person will fit there. So, you know, I got some cool, I got some cool cameos on it. Okay, not gonna let that out yet. Okay, now wh- where can the people find um, this Kickstarter, and, and um, when is the deadline? The deadline is September thirtieth. Okay, so definitely get on that ASAP. That's like, today. Internet. That's tomorrow. Right. Get right. Put that on money that. in there. Put that two hundred in, man. Do it, man. Females. Put that two hundred in. Well, Come it's not already two hundred. You could put it in ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Put anything that you 10, want. Put that five. Put but, the fifteen. But you, you, you want to to come to your house and help you vacuum. You know what's yeah. crazy? We did Eureka. a um, <laughs> my the guys who helped me put it, helped me put it together. They said um. Well, let's do a create your own prize thing. You know, $50, come up with your own reward. And if Tori approves of it, um, you know, we'll make it happen. And I think that's got the most backing. Right. So everybody got this $50 idea that they want me to do. You know, some people have donated more, whatever, whatever. Um, so, yeah, man, definitely. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm talking about it all day. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, it's the link in both of those bios. So if you go to my Twitter page right now, at Tore, T-O-R-A-E. Click on the link. Go to the Kickstarter. Check out the video. Um, if you see something on one of the rewards on there, you feel like it's interesting and you want to get involved, then you know I definitely appreciate it. Tell the audience also when and where they can listen to your your show, man. The, the, the tour guide. Yeah, we on Sirius XM. If you if you got a, you know rental car, most people listen in the ride. So if you got a rental car or you know you can download the app. But the tour guide is on Monday through Friday, five p.m. to ten p.m. That's Eastern time, and uh, Sunday mornings ten a.m. to three p.m. Mm. And what channel? 44. 44. I listened for 44. three months. 40. I listened to you for three we, fucking we gotta, months. We got to renew your um, Sirius, and, man. Until they said. Sirius is real, man. <laughs> until <laughs> bye, it was bye. like pay up. Sirius is real, man. People be riding that trial, man. Hey. Yo, last thing, man. Um, So you're, you're, you're an actor right now. I am. I am. Actor. Act- no, no, I won't actor say that. Actor guy. I'm, I'm <laughs> actor I'm um. This is the new thing for me as far as something that I'm really, really interested in. But I wouldn't call myself an actor because there's a million people that do it, and I respect the craft. Um, but you're in this project. This big project. I, I, that's I am in up. this project. You know, I have a really, really small role in a really big project. What's the name of the project? Uh, it's called The Breaks. Uh huh. VH1 probably, movie. VH1 original movie. Dan Charnas. Dan Charnas. Dan Charnas uh, yeah. is based off his book, The Big Payback. I mean, that's some amazing people. When it Wood Harris is in it. Uh, Method Man is in it. Mac Wiles, Tristan Wiles is in it. Um, DJ Premier did the the music for right. it. Um, is Seth, Bo Keen Seth Woodbine Man. in there? 
I don't think Bokeem Damn, is where's Bokeem, man? I, I just saw Bokeem in a commercial on something, though. Doing what, man? He's on nah, something, something. Affleck? Like, nah, it was like a, it was a, it was a commercial for a TV show or a movie or okay, something. Okay, okay, I got I got we We got to get him on the show, man, because he's official, man. <laughs> I love no, 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 I, I do too, man. Um, he got a big head, too, though. Yeah. This yeah. guy's over so here talking, though. This guy's over here talking. Hey, man, it takes one to know one, right? <laughs> So anyway, man, so the breaks. Yeah, the breaks is coming in December. Um, December, VH1. What, what VH1, role do you play, man? I play a uh, MC by the name of Sig Sauer. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, yeah. It's bang, a, bang. Like, right, right. Popular gun. Which company. label do you get signed to? We can't disclose too much. Okay. You got to make sure that people watch it. Do you do a shine and bust one in the club? I'm going to be in the club. Okay. It's going to be a very, ser- a very serious, pivotal scene in the movie. That's how they sold it to me. Right. Now, you know? now in the conversations I've had with Dan Charnas, it's a period piece. Yeah, it is. Early set, 90s. Set in early 90s. So what's, what's the gear like? What are you wearing, man? You, what fabrics? You wearing Tommy Hill? <laughs> walk away? You, you know what? We got um, we got a- walk away. I think we got Lee's on. Lee's? Lee's, damn. The green Lee jeans? The, nah, the, the the real, like, real plain blue okay. with no wash. Right, right, right. right. Like, like sort of like hip-hop mom jeans. Right, exactly. I got you. With, mm. with the lower waistline. Though. Right, right, right. The right, waist right, don't right, go right, all the right, right. Um, You know, wife beater, uh, cap, you know, ball cap, like a game cap. Yep. What, what's on the feet? Um, good, some good Nike forces. Okay. okay. They did a really, really good job with the wardrobe, man. Right. And the prop master, he came in and he was making sure the jury was right. And I was like, yo, they was wearing chokers more so then. And, you know, they really had so it together. So you got like a DMX, like little. It's funny you say DMX because that's kind of reminiscent. That scene is reminiscent of a very famous okay. battle that X had in the Bronx. Okay. So, with, so. With, Jay, with Jay-Z? Yeah, kind of like that, that a little bit. But deal. we don't want to let the Right. Not too much. The... Not too Ain't much. Nobody, nobody listens to this show, man. <laughs> yeah, we're that so, so, so the breaks. World, is... Worldwide. <laughs> yo, now you're talking about my followers on my show. My <laughs> shit's going to spike after this. <laughs> yo. Yo, I'm so happy for you, man. So so. So what's next, man? So the Kickstarter, right. the radio show, the actor Torre. Right, right. And what right. else, man? Um, and then I just did the um the theme song for the Brooklyn Nets wow. for the 2015-2016 season. Wow. Nice. That's crazy. And all the voiceovers. So people have been hitting for, me. For the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, if you watch uh the Yes Network, you know, and you see the the coming attractions for the Nets this season, that's me. So I did the dope commercial for Joe Johnson and Brooke Lopez, and I did one for Thaddeus Young, and we did one just for the team in general. So one important question, man, is is the is the Brooklyn fuckboy still around? Um, possibly. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the mascot. The, the mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. You, you I like don't that know. mascot? I. You know what? I'm gonna keep it 100. Are man. you being paid to say you like the mascot? <laughs> hey, I'm a Brooklyn guy. You can't pay track. me. You but can't pay me to say too much. When they floated that motherfucker from the top <laughs> yeah, of the was... arena, I was like, yo. Brooklyn fuckboy, yeah. <laughs> we got the worst. Who's worse than the fucking Brooklyn Knight? The fucking the Met with the fucking baseball Met, head, Met that ball. Piece of Listen, shit. These but the guys, kids like him. Yeah, these okay, guys. You're right, you're right. The kids they're like team them. mascots. The kid, no, not... no, no, no. The kids like the Mets mascot. Yes, they don't like likes, that fucking dude. He looks like a domina- dominatrix <laughs> or coming down the f- with the black fucking like He yo, looks like a fit a, Tyler Perry, you know, like a Madei. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we got we got to do like a change.org petition to get rid of him. <laughs> we got to change him. But anyway, so he's still around. I believe so. Did I you believe get to so. Meet him? I did not. Okay. I did not. Um it's funny for he's me. He's kind of built, man. I don't want no problem. You're kind of built, man. We going to have a hold face Hold on, hold on, man. Yo, Torre, you let me find out you're the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's the mascot. Damn. 
This guy's journalistic integrity, Yo. man. Don't that out the box. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, for real, man. That's great, man. Yeah, man. I'm excited. So you got so season tickets? On. We got a couple tickets. Okay, man. okay. They, they ain't give us a whole season. Okay. I, I got to split my time, you know, on 34th Street anyway, yes, man. Yes, 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 yes. I grew up a Knicks fan, so I can't. I'm a Brooklyn guy. You know, all Brooklyn, everything. Shout out to Coney Allen, you know. Shit. so I, But I can't turn my back on where I've been loyal for 20 plus years, you mm. know. I'm not that guy. Let me mm. ask you, with Coney Allen, right? You know, we both grew up in the same, you know. Well, same area. We grew up from Coney Island. You know, there's not many artists that came out of Coney Island. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like. You know, do do you see that propelling to being more? I know this kid Nems. Yeah. Is out of there, and he and he spits. He got bars. Yeah. Nems gets busy. Um, Nems is out of there. Chambers is out of there. Um, there's there's a lot of guys doing their thing, man. But those are those are the two who make a lot of noise. Oh, shout out to uh, franchise liaison. Shout out to um I'm gonna get beat up next time I go to the hood, I'll leave somebody out. Damn. But you know, it's a lot I'm not really you live, you gonna, I'm not really hood, gonna you get still live in the hood like that? I do not, but I'm always in Coney Island. Right, of course. You know, See family uh, and friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I get my hair cut. I still get my hair cut, same place I got nice. my hair cut since I was a kid. So I'm nice. out there. You know what else I did really quick? I just did a um toy uh, not a toy a book bag back to school drive in coney island okay which was dope man it, it, i was able to give away 200 backpacks with school supplies in them and um i'm looking to do that again around thanksgiving and christmas and, and moving forward man i want to continuously just kind of give back to the neighborhood with this little incy wincy bit of celebrity that i have man, whatever i could do to, anything you do do yeah, man counts yeah, man yeah anything yeah. you do counts man once again man tell our audience where they can listen to you where they can support your kickstarter Definitely, and 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 when we're anticipating this, the the breaks, yeah, man, your, the your breaks. breakout role, man, as an actor, <laughs> the breaks is coming in December. The album entitled is coming in December. Right. Um, and you can get involved with the Kickstarter right now. We got one day left, so definitely jump on that. At Torrey on Twitter and on Instagram. Check the link in the bio. They can donate see. anything, right? Yeah, anything you want, man. Monetarily. Monetarily, like, yes. Yeah. Don't be like, y'all want to donate beats. I donate. You got enough beats. <laughs> yeah, the got, album I got the is beats. done. The album is done. <laughs> and then once again, man, how often can they hear your show? Monday to Friday? Yeah, we on six days a week, Monday through Friday. Sirius XM, Channel 44, that's Hip Hop Nation. Shout out to the boss, Reggie Hawkins. Shout out to S. Dot. Everybody over there, there yo, holding um, it down. I hear you on weekends though. What, what, yeah, yeah, Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay, Sunday morning. Yeah, that's uh, where is that, I is started. That, is that pre-recorded or are you actually in the studio? I go in the studio, man. Really? I get it. I, I love it, man. You're it's, not doing that Greg Street shit? Nah, nah, man. I okay. love it, man. When you still love it, you still new, and you you just want to you want that energy. You right. know, you want that interaction with the people. We about to um work. You know what? I'm not gonna let it out yet, but definitely follow me, man. We working on something special for each Sunday moving forward up until November 13th. We are gonna have a treat for you. Yo, Torrey, man, what's this? Your, th- your third, fourth time fourth on the show? Time, fourth time. The fourth time. time on the show, man. Yeah, fourth we, time is Anytime, man. We, we, we love you, man. Thank you, man. I, I, lo- I love the, 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 the moves you've been making, man, since, since I was introduced to you, man. Thank you, man. Excellent. You are an excellent radio host, man. And Thank I you, wish my you brother. continued I success, it. sir. Yeah, no, and he and you know what? You continue to, like, I feel like reinvent yourself, man. You, you continue to not just, like, you know, let shit just simmer down, man. So nah, I'm, man. I'm definitely you proud gotta. of you. It's always good to see that. You. And, you know, I think people should definitely go out and support you. A funny thing is with Dan Charnas, I do want to say, when he was, he, I actually spoke to him, it was like a couple of months ago, and he and I had he had texted me, or I had texted him and he had texted me back, like, Premium Pete, man, I was just thinking about you. And I was like, oh, that's dope. He's like, yeah, I was wondering where I could get a younger Premium Pete. <laughs> oh, that's like, fucked. Oh, like, oh, man. For the show, for the right? Show. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, I need he's one like, of those He's like, well, I'm, I'm about people. to drop one right now, but he might be a little too <laughs> right. young. The youngest well, Premium. I can pay, play his uncle. Yeah, forget, forget it. Forget about it. But, Torrey, look, you're a friend of the show. 
your, Thank you your guys. family Thank the show. You. We support it. an internet support to array, black to array. There Cheer. you go. Let's take a break. Combat Jack Show. Be right back. F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast. Peace. Yo, internets, this is a public service announcement. Come rock with us this Saturday, October 3rd, at the Bakery on Bergen. That's right, the Bakery on Bergen, 740 Bergen at the corner of Washington Avenue. The Combat Jack Show presents the weekly drop featuring none other than myself, Combat Jack, and the big homie Super Mario. I'm talking about the locks, Jada Kiss, Bad Boy. I mean, it goes on and on and on. That's right. All you producers, artists out there, bring your joints to us to get that 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 real critique. And you never know. You might, might have an opportunity to get on the Combat Jack Show platform. You know what I mean? Come rock with us this Saturday, October 3rd, and get let's get it in. The weekly drop. Cheer. Internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show. And Pete, look, look who stopped by. Yeah, we have like no, and and and, and so so one one half. Of this segment of our guests has been on the show before. It's not mm-hmm. not not new to the show, but I, I got to tell you, internets, man. You know, from someone who, yeah, talk the talk, but not necessarily walks the walk. Um, it's, it's it's such an honor, man, to see these young people out here, um, walking the walk, talking the talk, um, fighting the fight, and and in some instances, really, like there's no hyperbole, no exaggeration, risking their lives, man, mm-hmm. just just for social justice, for for equality. For everybody to get a fair share, man, and to stop police brutality and a whole range of other things. So before, you know, before I ramble on and detract and lose and bury the lead, I want to introduce and welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Miss Netta. Hello. And DeRay McKesson. What's going on, hey, y'all? It's good to be back. So. Hey, what brings y'all to New York? The Pope? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Netta, yeah. this is your first time. On the show. On the show. This is the yes. first time I'm meeting yes, you. Finally. We've been going back and forth on social media and everything. I know. Fighting like matter. brother and sister. There and you all go. That. There you go. You got to meet Eric Sermon in the in the lobby. I did. Wait, can you bring the microphone closer to you. There you go. What brings y'all clo- what brings y'all to New York? Uh, we were here to see the screening of um Vice's documentary, what is it called? Fixing the System. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what what is the documentary about? It's about um, the criminal justice system okay. and Obama's first visit to a federal uh, prison while being a sitting, sitting president. Um, and so he was in it. Eric Holder is in it talking about the many things that are wrong with the system um, and how we criminalize nonviolent offenders um, and put them into systems so they can keep going and keep going and keep going. So it was very informational um, to see those personal stories right. of families. And see how it's actually affecting not only the person who's incarcerated, but their families, their brothers, their siblings, the just well, everything. Well, well, Pete, we've talked about this before, and you you've been incarcerated, but yeah. you've spoken about how. Well, you you tell them about. It, well, right? I'm a nonviolent offender, and you know, I I wound up doing three years, and you know, I came home. I'm home over ten years, and I've done so much. I went back to jail, spoke, helped people out, and I still have a record. Like you know, like I almost lost myself in the system too. So. You know, I understand how it goes down, and you know it's tough. How everybody in the family is affected, not yeah. just it's, it's not just you. Well, when you go away, your, your family does time. Yeah, when you go away, like people think, like, nah, you know, I got to go do this bid. Nah, your whole family has to. If you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, they got to suffer. You 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 know, these bus rides are fucking ten hours up into you know nowhere. You know, and you know, it's just you don't realize that until you could really take a bigger picture at that and look at it. Important question, Deray, is that the same jacket? 
It's a vest. <laughs> the same vest. I'm sorry, sir. It is, is it the same vest, vest, that, vest. That, that you had on from the last time, or it is it a new vest? No, it's one vest. It's, it's a one vest. Thing. All I got it's is been one washed, vest. All you get is, all, I don't believe all you, man. All I got is one vest. Huh? You, all I got. All you got? All I got is now, one now, vest. Now, I'm hearing rumors about endorsements in the whole Stop. night. You're not, getting, you're not getting the Patagonia? I'm not, I'm not endorsed by Patagonia. Doritos, that was the, the latest. Is I'm that not, the latest one? <laughs> I'm not endorsed by Doritos. I did. I've had to make like multiple public statements about that, uh, even to newspapers. Not endorsed by Doritos, uh, though I do enjoy Doritos. But no, same vest, no endorsement. Cool Ranch or the regular one? You know, I'm equal opportunity Doritos. Okay. I support all, all Doritos. Doritos matter? <laughs> all Doritos matter. <laughs> now, now what's, what's going on? I mean, the last time I really looked at what was happening... With you guys, I, I sort of had you in cuffs. Mm-hmm. Netta had on that look on her face. Ooh. I love that look on your face. Like, motherfuckers, y'all are putting me in cuffs for real? Oh. Like, like, what's happening right That's now? That's probably what, what I said. Give exactly. us an update. Yeah, I think that, you know, a year ago, people thought that there was a problem in, in St. Louis and in Ferguson. They didn't think that there was a problem across the country. Right. And, and a year later, they do. People understand that the police have been have killed over 800 people this year, again, in all states, but three. In 800 a, now? Over 800. In the last, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you. The last time you were here, the tally was at three. 300 something I don't know it's 800 now we're not even in October Jesus fucking Christ that's police Police? the police have killed that many people yeah and remember that doesn't even there are no official statistics or unofficial statistics about people who die in custody so the 800 number doesn't include people like Sandra Bland right or Rakina Jones it only is people who are killed um, by weapons um, but not necessarily in the custody of police so so that's really interesting and problematic in in since the last time we spoke we rolled out campaign zero which is like this platform for ending police violence and that has had a lot of resonance. We uh, we met with Bernie Sanders to talk about his his uh, his campaign. We how, be, how was that, man? It was interesting. You know, I think that Bernie um, Bernie, like all politicians, has like some room to grow in terms of how he listens to people and what that means. I think by the end of the conversation, it was really productive. I think he heard us. We talked to him a lot about how race shows up or doesn't show up in his policies. So he focuses on income, for instance, right, and doesn't focus on wealth. Mm. And you could actually bring everybody up to the poverty line, and people are still screwed, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have. It, he doesn't address right now sort of the wealth gap and like the net worth gap. So we pushed him on those sort of things. Like he supports a jobs bill that will give 19 million jobs, for instance. And we said, well, how do you, how do you know this will go to people of color? And we pushed him to like a, to build in structures and mechanisms that actually make it speak to people of color as opposed to just hoping. So we had a good meeting with him. Um, we'll be meeting with Hillary soon. And, Did she, and she requested to meet with you guys, right? So we tweet, I tweeted her. Okay. Um, and she tweeted back and said like, you know, I'll meet. So, But that's kind of powerful <laughs> when you tweet somebody like Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton who, when she gets your tweets, like, I better respond to this. I hope that's how she, t- you know, I, we're hopeful about the meeting and she, you know, she responded and said, you know, I'd love to meet. So we are working right now to schedule that meeting. Um, hopefully it happens in early October. Um, but but looking forward to press her, right, about like the legacy that she has been a part of that has led to so many of the things that we're currently fighting. And then also her plans to figure out like what does it mean to uh, to end this stuff, right, to end mass incarceration or police violence and how she plans to address race in ways that aren't coded. So right now she uses a lot of coded language around urban or or, you know, low income. And you're like, are and you she's used to me? coded. We, we're used to her using coded right. language. We want her to speak before. to us, right? I right. shouldn't have to decipher whether you're talking right. about my life or not. So before before you meet Hillary, what are your views on? Well, how do you feel about someone like a, like a, like like Bernie? How do you feel about Bernie Sanders as a, as a candidate as someone that really can either be can add value to the fight or just be 
I'll be totally honest. I had no clue who Bernie Sanders was right. until maybe a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And then I definitely knew who he was when the Seattle um, protest happened. And I'm just like, well, who is this man? And then, you know, you see on Twitter, people are like showing that the crowd sizes at his uh, rallies are overwhelmingly large compared to like Hillary's or whatever. And so that was a lot. Um, and it made me interested in knowing who he was. And I just think of Hillary as like an extension of Bill. And when I grew up, I'm 26. I thought that Bill Clinton you're was only, actually. You're only 26. Yeah, I'm only 26. Wow. I just turned 26. Wow. In April. Happy belated. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so I just thought that Hillary was an extension of her husband. And when I grew up, black people loved Bill. But apparently, not apparently, but now that black I'm like learning. Black people wasn't paying attention. Yes. When I'm learning and reading what Bill actually did to black folks in America. That he had to eventually apologize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard. People got confused because he was smoking weed and he was banging. <laughs> he was on the Arsenio, no, no, Arsenio, Arsenio Hall show. Hall, yeah, so people got confused. Oh, yeah, confused didn't he play the saxophone Saxophone with some shades. So he was, you know, the quote-unquote first black American president, yeah. la, 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 la. And I do think, you know, it's interesting. Bernie is, like, talking about a lot of issues in ways that nobody else is, right? right? Mm-hmm. So Bernie came out and said that, like, America was founded on racist principles, mm-hmm. and, like, which is true. It caused, like, a, an uproar. And he is stubborn enough to, like, back that up to the end, right. right? And, like, somebody has to do that in the political space, and that's important. I think that, like, what we're all interested to see is, like, how does race show up in it, right? Because because he's so progressive economically, sometimes we can just assume that that, like, is, will be racially equitable. Mm-hmm. And that actually but we can't assume that. Right. And, like, which is that, a great point. So... So, so interested to see what his platform looks like. And then Hillary, you know, has like a long, she's been in the game for a long time, right? So there's this question about like, you've been, you've, you've had structural power and like, how have you used that to like either support or, or harm people? Um, and then what is your plan for like, from moving forward in ways that actually speak directly to people's lives, as opposed to making us sort of like decipher and of the three candidates or in the democratic side, she's the only one who's released nothing. Right. right. So she has like she's, she's speeches. Playing, she's holding her cards tight. She has these speeches and she does have a really strong team. Right. So Maya Harris, who, you work for the ACLU in, in California, like leads her policy team, which is uh, which is significant in its own right. So like it's an informed group of people, but like whether that will translate into stuff that actually makes sense, right? And how how far is she willing to use uh, this machinery that she's built to actually like help people? Will right. Be interesting. You know, it's amazing. Like as you guys progress, and you know, I, I've I've met you guys. I fo- well, I've met you. This is my first time meeting you, Netta. But but following you guys, I I, I definitely get a sense of sincerity a sense of really honestly sincerely wanting change um but unfortunately you know people throw shots and as you become as you get more attention you you gain more haters i don't even want to say haters <laughs> but you gain more enemies you gain mm-hmm. and and what was really weird uh recently was the how even within the movement it stirred dissent you know, well, you shouldn't be sitting down and talking to Bernie. And like, what do what do you what are your thoughts about that? Like, just how to like even amongst ourselves, your no, your notoriety, it's it's sensitive. Yeah, you know, we are really conscious about reminding people that like we are not the movement, right? That like, we are that the movement is bigger than us, right. it's bigger than you. That it'll take all of us to win, and that and that matters not only because it is true, but because people need to like remember that, right? That like we all make this space work. Um, I think that in some ways, like we we become like easy targets for for however people feel about the movement space, and I think that is just like part of the territory. And and the other reality is that this work will always be more 
um, important than it is popular, right? That like we didn't get in the work to to be visible. Um, we try and use these platforms however we can to like support other people. And it is disappointing uh, when there are these fights that happen publicly, right? Because we have never ever brought any of the the drama within the movement space into public spaces. Right. We have not. We've only responded to it as as it's been there. It's um, like family business, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it is really disappointing sometimes to be the target of things, especially by people who like have our phone numbers, right? Who know us, who after they'll say something, then they text us and they're like, can we talk? It's like, well, we probably should have talked before you decided to talk to that national news outlet, right? right? Or before you tweeted it and then you deleted everything. Um, Which is so questionable that, also. Like if you tweet, tweet strong. Stand by yeah. it. Yeah, mm. stand by and your it tweets. Is, you know, there are a lot of people who talk about accountability and don't live it, right? Mm. So it's this idea about, like, model model the values that you, you talk about so often, um, which is which is something that we try and hold ourselves uh, to as well. Um, Can I answer? Yes. I just want to say I definitely didn't leave my house on August 9th to, like, I didn't think I would experience any of this. You know, like, I was at home with my sister and my dog and my aunt, minding my own business. <laughs> Um, and I just saw like a need and or my friend Stefan was killed by the police in St. Louis City, maybe two miles from Ferguson. Um, and the when? police February of 2014. Wow. So I lost my mom in January, my friend in February. And then in August, Mike Brown is killed by Darren Wilson. And in seeing Mike on that ground, I saw my friend Stefan. And I and you saw Michael. There. You saw Michael. No, I didn't see him out there at right. all. Thank God. Like, I went out maybe, like, 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw his blood, and that was enough for me. And that was enough for me to find out, like, what's the next thing? And the next thing was a protest. And that's where I went. August 10th was my first protest ever. I don't know what to do. I just got water. <laughs> like, let's just pass it out. People are going to be thirsty. It's hot. Um, and, like, I didn't know him until... Which is crazy. And it's such a short time. Yeah. Like, all this happened in a year. And I didn't think that I would make friends who would quickly turn into like, well, you weren't in the box where I put you in and now I don't know how to handle you. So I don't like you anymore. Um, and so that's really awkward. I'm really private. Before I was like an introvert in my own little bubble. I don't believe that. I really was. Really? I don't believe that either. <laughs> I really was. I promise you. And like I had my small circle of friends. And your and- dog. Yeah, and my dog. And August made me have to t- learn to trust people that I didn't know who are now, like, my actual friends um, who I talk to often. But I am – it is hard. Like, it's hard. And I'm a woman, and so it's like, well, now I have to deal with misogyny. I have to deal with sexism. I've never been called so many bitches in my mm. life before going to the protest or being online and being super visible um so that's hard people talk about death, my weight death, 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 death threats and yeah death death threats are definitely like not fun people have written my little sister on facebook to see if she knows me to see if she's even my relative like where does your sister stay like that's creepy and you were saying people make comments about your weight yeah my weight my my body type my shape my hair my makeup my nails everything is like super analyze and it's just like what does this have to do with any of my work how thick is your skin right now it is really thick i have to give it to my mom like she used to always tell me i have and i don't know if this is the best parenting advice but she would tell me i have to be hard on you because the world will be harder Mm. if i don't like prepare you that's great especially if i'm i'm an older sibling so like i have to protect her and so it helped me in the long run 
But some days I do have my moments where I'm just like, why would you say this about me? Like, that really hurt my feelings. Mm. People just don't realize that we're still humans. The, the Internet is a is a angry, weird place. Uh, it's a beautiful place for certain things, but it's an angry, weird place. I remember hearing a story about Drake was looking on his uh, Twitter one time. And I uh, was coming home from uh, one of the awards with his, and somebody had wrote, I hope you die with your mother. I hope you get into a car accident and you and your mother die. And he he couldn't understand why someone would even, like, portray that and, you know, just going to the awards with his mother like that. So, you know, you don't have to read all these comments, but you understand, like, for me personally, and I know combat and I know the whole world from what we see, you know, definitely appreciates what you guys do. I mean, I, I, mean, I remember it's like, this may be weird, but... When I seen the picture of you in handcuffs, like it made me proud. You're talking about DeRay? Yeah, DeRay, yeah. yeah. It made me proud. Like not proud to get locked up, but proud that like you really are about this life. And not your own life, but like other people's life. You know what I mean? Like pushing like you know, not many people will do that shit. And and that really like, you know, that put like goosebumps in me. I appreciate know? it. Yeah, and you know, we are a part of a large community of people who are like focused on trying to end, end police violence, right? And understanding that police violence is just the tip of the iceberg and a visceral representation of the other ways that the state infringes on people. Um, and, like, we are laser-focused on that, right? That, like, that we can live in a world where the police don't kill people, we can live in a world that is better than this, and, like, it'll take us fighting for that world, um, and that we got to figure out, like, how to come together to do that work better. Any days off? You know, like, we don't get days off as black people in America, right? right. That, like, yeah. that's, that's true. Is, um, but from the work, any days off? Because I can imagine, I can I can imagine this this has placed an incredible toll on you on so many different levels. As as much of how much we are championing you, I can imagine the toll that this has played on you guys. Yeah, I think we approach it differently. So I, if anything, <laughs> I like probably will slow down some days. But right. this is like the work that I choose to do seven days a week, and I'm not like I I'll take a break when I when I am out of the work. Mm. And for me, mm, it's not. A day that goes by that I don't talk about the movement or the work, but it is some days where I'll put my phone down and just watch trash TV. <laughs> like, like, what what do you watch? Ooh, now I didn't call it trash. But <laughs> I love loving hip-hop. Okay. Every city. I mean, everybody calls it trash, regardless yeah. if people love it or not. So I that that's fine. I love it. It's so good. Right. And, like, I love, um, what's the New York? Black Ink. Black Ink. Love them. Okay. So hilarious. Um... And Did you like, guys watch Empire? No. no, I think I'm done with Empire. You're done with Power. Empire. Did you? Did you just, I am a fan of Power. You like Power? Yes. Yeah. And I'm excited about Scandal. Scandal. Okay. Deray. I don't really watch TV. Um, okay. I saw. One I, why episode, did I know you were going to say that? I saw like a quarter of an episode of Power the other day. Okay. I think Jesse and, and Taraji and uh, Gabby are great. That's um, Empire. that's Empire. Whoops. Sorry. But but, the, but I mean, that's Empire, okay. That's what I meant to say. I met that guy from Power at the Essence thing. The guy. Who, Omari. Omari. I've yeah. Never seen Power, but I, I got he it. was great. Yep. Um, Wait, you've he, never seen it, but he was great. He was a nice guy. Okay, <laughs> I like I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really watch you like TV. That show on Netflix. With a blind man? Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil yeah. is the shit. Yeah. You the, watch Daredevil? So the problem with Daredevil is I, I thought it was going to be like an escape. <laughs> right. But it was all about how bad the police were. And I was like, this is not what I... So after that, I was like, no more. No Did more you Netflix. watch the entire series? I watched... No, no. I watched an episode. The last episode. Right. I watched the season premiere of this. And I watched... I mean, I was on a conference call while I was playing. But I like had it up inside to support Jesse and Taraji and, and Gabby. But yeah, no. Um, 
I don't really watch TV, but I am reading Brown Girl Dreaming That's by right, cause, cause you, 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 Jacqueline Woodson, right? uh, which is sort of a young adult book. And, and I, I know Jacqueline Woodson personally. Do you really? My, my wife tutors her daughter and we've become oh that's awesome great friends it's a great but i like yeah. uh, people had always raved about it but i'd not read it before right. um and it is a beautiful beautiful text and she and she's she's a beautiful person man. um anything else we need to know about you know current events what you guys you know what's new i mean i, I love that article on you recently um what magazine was it the, the last article on you, you i hope you're talking about that buzz the buzzfeed it was was it buzzfeed the con- with the anonymous quotes, that one. Oh, no, was it? Was it well, you know what? <laughs> yes, that one. And the reason why I liked you loved it is it. the reason why I liked it is because why didn't you? I mean, why didn't you like it? Mm, I think it's really deep. Anonymous quotes is really deep, right? Like that's deep. Um, it had you stand out, and I'm sure you're tired of being, you know, stood out. But it just, it just, I, I think it painted you in a good light, regardless of what people that. were thinking. I and saying up like what is there and, 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 and anonymously <laughs> saying like that's deep that is still deep right. to me okay anonymous quotes is deep but I appreciate that you know you know what I like to know I like to to know when that what what do you think of each other in the sense of like <laughs> you guys get on each other's nerves no 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 like like <laughs> right, one at a time one at a time there are you know, let her go first. Okay, oh, because I, I was going to turn come around. In the door for said, "Ladies, for let her go." Yeah, you, know. you just Look lovingly her. into his eyes. Let's I was go. ready I for hear. the answer. I want to hear. Lord. Okay, you know, okay. we're rarely together like this. We're what together is, all the what time. What does Deray mean to you? Deray is. Oh, I might cry. So I met um, DeRay at a medic training, and I met him. He had on his red shirt, red shorts, red shoes. Not these same shoes. I bought those shoes, though. Blue uh, vest? <laughs> no vest. It was too hot in August. And he was like, on the floor, it's me, my cousin, and my best friend, and we're, like, trying to figure out how to do tear gas and, like, clear our eyes. And he just turns around in the house, and he's, like, huddled up in the corner. He's like, I'm DeRay. I'm from uh, Baltimore. I'm working in the Minneapolis school systems. I'm like, okay, who is that? Who is he? But okay, let's go do like, this. Like, who is he? Like, he's cool or who is he? Like, no, like, who is this dude? <laughs> and um, I, like, whenever I would get too tired or I would be tired of my pa- grandparents calling my phone, like, go home. And I was like, well, who do people on Twitter need to follow? And it was him and this other guy, Haiku who would, like, stay up really, really late out on West Florissant. So I would start telling people, like, follow DeRay, um, blah, blah, blah. And then the next time I saw him was at a church, which is really odd. I'm not religious, but I was there. And, you know, pastors love to do the turn to your neighbor. And so I'm turning to my neighbor, and my other neighbor that I actually already knew, he's, like, turned to somebody else. I'm like, damn, I got to turn to DeRay. Right. And so I turned to DeRay, and, like, we gave, we, it was, like, one of those hug your neighbor, blah, blah, blah. And so we hug each other, and I was like, oh, I don't have any, like, bad vibes, no bad juju, no, you know, positive I say, I say. Yeah, you know, snaps. And I think <sighs> I could trust him, so I gave him a hug, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give him a chance. And... To, from there, I'm just so thankful because I don't know where I would be mm-hmm. if we hadn't like teamed up or if he hadn't um, invited me to start working on the newsletter because it helped me start thinking differently, um, thinking more critically about what was happening to us instead of just being constantly in fight mode, mm-hmm. like the police are fucked up, da 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 da. Like, I actually got to read what the police were saying on top of watching them do this fucked up press conference at three in the morning that nobody's watching but us because we just got home from getting tear gassed or whatever. 
And um, I think that he has helped me think about, he pushes me, but it's in a way that's like loving and it's not like overbearing. Um, and it's not, cause he's older than me. So it's not like a paternalistic type vibe, but it's just like a loving older brother type. Um, and I do think that he has my very best interest at heart all the time. And my family loves him. I love him. My sister loves, my sister just talked to me about his vest today. And I was like, Tootie, leave the vest alone. <laughs> she throws shots? No, she's like, you know, it's like a safety blanket, right? And right. I was like, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I hate the vest. But right. she like was like, leave what, what do you hate about the vest? Alone. I just hate it. Right. <laughs> leave his vest alone. His vest is official. <laughs> it doesn't need to be washed. I have a love-hate relationship with the vest. Of course, of course. I don't like when other people talk about the vest. Right. I feel like I could talk about You've the vest. You've earned the right to talk about the vest. Absolutely. Only you. Only me. But yeah, we've spent a lot of time together i've spent more time with deray in this past year than i have with my best friend and so now he's become like one of my best friends ever and he really is he's sweet i wish people could experience like how funny he is um and when i he, think when he cuts loose how is this man when he cuts because he's always oh i wish reserved. people could see him dance yeah. oh my god and our friend Brittany. <laughs> Our friend Brittany's birthday, he's like dancing let, let in his sweater. Let me whip. Is he, is he whipping Whip or is he nay nay? Uh, to his stanky leg. <laughs> you bringing out it's all this shit. I'm it's sorry, bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's bad. Right? I'm trying not to be shady, but yeah, it's bad. His dancing is really bad. But okay. I think he is a spectacular human being. Amazing. I met his daddy. I met his sister, his niece and nephew. I met all the people like that he loves, and I love them, and I see why he loves them, um, and why they love him so much. He is truly like. He's one of the best people I know. I'm trying not to cry. It's all right. We've, 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 had, we've, had, we've had some tough people in here cry. I know. I cry all the time. I'm okay. a big baby. That's fine. DeRay, what does, what does that mean to yeah, you? Yeah, you know. I, yeah, DeRay. It is, stop it. Uh, <laughs> you know, Netta is uh, one of the most honest people I've ever met. So I think about some rooms we've been in. Um, and there is uh, people don't appreciate that. Like she shows up as honest in every space as she always is. So when we met with Bernie, she ended, you know, we had a tough conversation with him for an hour and she ended by saying, Bernie, I want you to know you did not earn my vote today. Mm. Like I, I damn girl. I heard it. (laughs) He said, you know, who did earn your vote? And she said, nobody, but it was like this honesty. Um, and I, and I can, I think about another meeting. We were with some pastors who were talking about congregation size and, and tithes. Um, and, you know, we had a long talk. And that ended by saying, I've never been more disappointed in a group of people wow. than you. Because, like, people are dying in the streets. And we're up here talking about, like, tithing and congregation. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you in the work? Um, and I think that people, I worry sometimes that people don't see that, like, that honesty. Now, it's easy. People think that it's easy for her to be honest in places like this when we have, like, these platforms. But that she actually brings that honesty into um, into all the spaces we go into in a way that is uh, not always easy, is definitely refreshing, and definitely holds everybody um, accountable to the people that we're accountable to. And those people are, like, Mike Brown and Freddie Gray and Ayanna Jones and Rokina um, and Sandra, right? That we're accountable to all of these people who are not here. And, and she, like, embodies that in a way that's that's real. We have we have been together a ton, so that is you know I fight with her like I fight with my sister. Uh, we've had some big fights, and you know we had, the last big fight we had, I said to her, um, you know I'll never not love you, right? That like that what we have and what we built is deeper than this one fight or this one moment or this disagreement. Um, and I made a choice to love you again way back in August. And like, you know, that doesn't always mean it'll be easy, but like I made that choice and like, you know, we do good work together and we like love each other's people. And that, 
that matters to me. Um, yeah, so that is... Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, really special. So, yeah, no, <laughs> and it is. And we are very different. We, like, show up differently. I want to teach her how to dance. Um, Bye. <laughs> I wish she wasn't a hater about the best. <laughs> the best nice. The best smells sometimes. So, like, I, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. We got to get honest. you a vest. That's right. Be, uh, yeah, she's no, 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 no. yeah. like orange one. Yes, no. I wish I could have seen her last August too. I love uh, the Netta face last August. It was crazy. It was very, uh... <laughs> August was the worst I've ever looked on purpose. My mother was a was beauty. Sal- she was a, a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. We owned a beauty salon when I was really young, so like it was the most unput together I've ever looked. But I was just mad. And it was fine. Sometimes it's good to be, sometimes it's, it's good know, to be say, mad and natural, you know, right? We got arrested and we had like a protest in the jail. And I would never, um, that was a <laughs> I moment. I held him down. Where we, oh, we, because the long story short is the police are being, uh, the marshals are being really aggressive with us, with her actually. Um, and we, for whatever reason, got transported together. Uh, 50 people got arrested. She was number 10. I was number 11. We get taken upstairs and we get in the elevator and Netta is on 10. I mean, <laughs> stuff that I will not repeat here, but the guys <laughs> didn't know what to do. And then we get taken. Oh, she's giving them the business? The yeah, business. was not even, oh, the business times 10,000. <laughs> they messed up. So we're coming down the hallway and the guy is like sort of being aggressive with her. And I ask him like, what's your name? And he's like, you know, just call me U.S. Deputy Marshal. And I'm like, that's not, that's just not how this goes. So we turn the corner and I sit down. Like, I'm not going, we're zip tied. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere till you give me your name, right? That's just, we are <laughs> I mean, arrested. That's, like, that's, what you that's do? the law, right? Um, and then she's standing up and, and we just essentially refuse to move, right? They're like, we're not going to anybody's cell. And we are on like level 10,000. Marshals are coming out every door. We demand to speak to the supervisor. Um, but we like, but there was this moment in the jail about like, you actually don't get to treat people like this. And we believe that when we were in the streets and we believe it in here, mm. right? So like we are, we will live that commitment everywhere we go. And like, yeah, I was... Uh, I don't know who else would have done that with me if it was not Netta. And like we, you know, we sit on the floor amped. Like I'm on the floor amped. She's right there. We like, they like, you in our house now. We like, what the, that means? This I mean, is like, my house. I'll say it. What the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what do oh, you mean? It was lit. Oh, it was, yes. Lit is the perfect word. It was word. real it deep was out, out there in the middle of, in the hallway. And like I had to get dragged into my cell because I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> so that I got put in a cell alone. I mean, it was just like a. a Did you a, ever get his name? Yeah, we, we got, got all, everybody. Four people's names, yeah. Um, but there was this thing about like we know that people, you know, I we, went, we were moving until we got the name. Yeah, and we know that we have, you know, we knew we'd get out tomorrow, right, right. or that day. But it's like think about all the other people who are in here who you just treat in any type of we way. We have no spotlight. Right? We have no. And that's platform. not okay. Right. And, and like who are voiceless. You know, we don't get to we don't get to say we fight for those people. You know, when we in the street and not fight for them inside, right? We fight that. We gonna fight everywhere, right? And that that matters. Um, and it matters that like she that we are partners in in the work at every space we show up man let me tell you something man i i applaud you um i want to continue supporting you um anytime you know and 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 we've we've i think over the past year we've opened up lines of communications you know all of us and and i i always want to be here for you guys um keep me posted let me know how we can help and 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 i salute you one last question How'd you come up with your your, your phrase, um, I love my blackness and yours? Yeah, just like most of them on Twitter, like, I don't know, something happened and I needed to, I needed like an affirmation, you know, like sleep well, y'all remember the dream. It's like, I was like going to sleep at night and, and that was like what I wanted to say and I say it every night now. And then I love my blackness and yours, like, 
I don't know, something happened on Twitter. And I was like, let me just say this. And then it caught on. Just like the vest. You know, I started wearing the vest because it was cold. Mm-hmm. Like, not because it was like a thing. And then people were like, you're the guy in the vest. And like, I love your my blackness and yours. It was like, I just started saying it because like, I needed it. I needed to say it to me. And then people were like, y'all should put it in a t-shirt. And then we put it on. Have you seen the hoodie? Have, 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 have you seen the hood? How yeah. many did you sell on that? We sold probably like 2,800. What, what that with the 2,800? 2,800. Oh, I thought you said, said, said twenty hundred. I was like, like that's, that's some new math. <laughs> the right? trying to hit me with twenty eight hundred, two thousand eight hundred, and and counting. Yeah, yeah, and counting. Yeah, and you know, we made the prices artificially lower. We make like maybe fifty yeah. cents a shirt or something, um, but we wanted to do it so that people could wear them more right. than us making a profit. Right? That that wasn't the goal. The goal was like to spread this message about blackness um, as as wide as we could. I will be getting a hoodie. Mm. I definitely will be getting a hoodie. Listen, our doors are always open. I heard you guys were in town. I said you guys got to stop through, and and I want to make that a, an ongoing policy. Um, so any any anything else, Netta? This is your no, I'm first. just here to hold it down. You holding it down? <laughs> and we, and we got to talk about your podcast. We definitely got to oh, continue talking about that. I didn't, I didn't I didn't forget. Uh-oh. I didn't forget. Oh, don't want to really hold it down. Don't I, didn't, I didn't forget. Don't want the cat out. We're gonna be the... talking about this podcast. You done started something. Well, Ray, what you doing? Mm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'm going to end it on this for me, and I'm going to use my Italian accent on this, but I'm going to say that yous are appreciated. Thank you. We appreciate it. Internets, Netta, and DeRay. Internets. Let's go to our break. (laughs) See you later. Cheer. Internets, we need your support. Head on over to iTunes and search for the Combat Jack Show. There's tons of episodes there for you to check and listen to on the road, in your room, wherever you're at. But... We need you to subscribe. We need you to comment. We need you to rate. And we need you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you, Intense. Don't be a fucky bird. Combat Jack Show. Intense, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. I mean, we, this this episode that we got lined up for you today, Pete, man, I mean. It's like Christmas. We got, we got all these guests coming through, man. You know, we got a friend from over here. We got some friends from over there. But the, but, but the main event. You know, let's just jump into this right now, man. You know, um, I'm very fortunate to have lived in the era where um, this man uh, was one of my heroes um, musically, um, part of a dynasty that I'll never forget. I mean, more than just four albums, but but in but when I was on that wave, mm-hmm. four classic albums mm-hmm. that made my life great that I still continue to keep in the soundtrack on the playlist because they stood the test of time. Now you've gone on to be an incredible producer and a music man, um, and now you got this other venture that that we definitely got to talk about. One of the most underrated contributors of music in the music industry, producer, songwriter. We got Eric Sermon, Dope. the Green Eyed Bandit. That was a crazy in intro, the right? Building, <laughs> Def Rugs. Yo, what's going on with these rugs, Eric? E Double. Hey, you know what's so crazy? Like except for my partner next to me. Fox, you know, this is how it all started for real, though. Fox, he's also a producer, too. And he produced people like Know You By Nature and Lords of the Underground, people like that, What's too, up, Fox? So. How you doing? How's it going, man? It's going great. You're not shy, are you? Uh, you know, I don't get interviewed as much as this guy over here, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. How's it being on the road with the legend, man? Oh, man, I never get sold, man. Yeah. Yeah. Never so, get sold. So he, he was like, he had this, you know, uh, album that he was putting together. He had all these people on the record, uh, on the album, or he was done, so Yo, E, no, he called my sister and said, can I get the verse? I said, no problem. So I rocked for him. So I said, I don't want, my sister said, don't give, don't offer him no money because Eric 
not going to take any money. So he said, what should I give him? But you dropping verses on the love right now? Or? This was for people. I mean, that's my sister's friend. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I wasn't doing that. You know, whatever. I got a friend I need yeah, you to drop yeah, okay. verses. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, so he comes back, I guess, whatever, a week later, said, yo, Kim, I got the perfect grip for him. So he comes in, and I swear to God, he comes down the stairs with the first EPMD rug. Right. And you had never seen anything like that? Never in my life. Right. Inside. With the colors, the the, 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 the yellow and the orange. The, the, the logo was incredible, the first one. And I'm like, Kim, do you see what I see? Because I don't think that they understood. I didn't see I that. saw it as a business, like, right. right off the bat, like, oh, my God, we about to be rich. Do you see this shit, Eric? I'm talking to myself in my head. Yeah. Do you see this shit? This is crazy. It's incredible. So after a while, we um sat. You know, got the business to take care of. Next, you know, how, how many years has it been? It's about three years. About three, three years. years now. So, again, we did ground level. We didn't go out there and start, you know, asking anybody for any help or go out there and make a whole big deal yet. As far as, we didn't even do no launch party. No, We didn't do nothing yet. Ooh, the la- launch party is going to be crazy. We didn't do no type of big promotion for it yet, neither. We want to get it like we, get, like we have it now, where we got as much celebrities as possible people to talk about the brand and then when it's time to do what we do we get all the licenses that we need and then we go ahead and launch it so this has all been a promotional run so far yes but nope. but, but but he's fox is like one of the dopest partners you can have because you see coming up here like i'm going to see combat jack Internet's here have it this made rug that yeah. you just unfurled mm-hmm. with it's like 3d with the, the letters Camo. coming out yeah. like what, what we'll some, put it on the internet. something like this man how much was something like th- I don't like your foot on my rug, sir. Yeah, no, no yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm joking. How it's, much would something like resistant. this? It's staying resistant. Is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. How yeah. much does something like this cost? I, I would, to me, I would charge five hundred dollars. Okay, because it is is handmade by him. I'm third generation in the carpet business, so I've been in carpet my whole life. Yes. Where's your family from? So, uh, well, Long Island and um, Brooklyn. Okay, and but but old was old country. Old country. Yeah, like where's. Uh, would you, would you guys emigrate from? From uh, Russia and Poland. Okay, so mm. is is this something that's been handed down throughout your family, or no, no? Well, my grandfather started Fox Floors in uh, Brooklyn in the forties. Okay, yeah. so uh, they had stores in Brooklyn and Staten Island, and I've always been in, involved with the family business. And it, like Eric said, I you know I was producing, so I kind of was able to put my love of of hip hop together with the flooring, and that's kind of what happened. Now, yeah. was was the EPMD rug your first hip hop? Yeah, rug right. that you put together the first rug i mean like i said i've been around carpet my whole life and um it just kind of the when the epmd rug came together you know i always wanted to do something i've, I've always been around all this carpet i always kind of wanted always want to do something carpet else and hip-hop but uh like i said when that first rug that was the first one the epmd one I now mean, that when when you you come from this line of of car of, of rug makers carpet makers and you're telling your family i want to do hip-hop i want to produce these <laughs> tracks what what are they telling you? Fuck, are if you, you crazy? <laughs> if you, uh, it's, my store is like, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a small family business. It's me, my mom, my dad at the store. And we do like residential carpet, people's houses, yeah. business and stuff. But basically, you know, I, I, I want to put my own stamp on the business. So like, you'll come into my store and it's crazy. This is a stamp. You, you'll man. see, you'll see like an old lady walking, shopping with a pillow, standing on an X-Clan rug. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, and I, I get a kick out of it. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. it's my own little like. Thing. Now, now, what do your parents think of this twist? Well, now, they, I mean, you know, they, you know, they they want to see. They're supporting me. You know, it's it's um, 
they they see the they see where I can go with this. Right. They just want to see you know what make it happen. They understand more. the so, green. Know, they don't care all been, this promotional yes, stuff. Yes, like, they want to see the end result. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, but they're they're supportive, and um, you know, it's taken basically. I put a lot of time into this. Other than being on like the showroom floor, I'll be in the warehouse when I should be waiting on customers. I'll be working on some rugs. On like you know, like I said, these are all handmade. It's all cut with a razor blade for the for the uh, the custom ones. Mm. So it's taken away a lot of my time from the store, but it, it's all working out. Have you ever, and, and Eric, you know we're going to get to you in a second, mm. but, but Fox, have you ever then been this passionate about carpets and rugs before, before you started no, this? No, never, never. Yeah. I mean, that, now now I am. You know, it's like, to me, carpet was always boring, and, and you know what I mean? And now I don't want to do this shit. To, I wanna, I wanna, nah, it's freaking, it's carpet. I want to make you know, beats I, for like these. Exactly. I have, a, I have a recording studio in the back of the store, too. So sometimes customers will see, you know, what I got going on in there. But, but you got so carpet for, in there? For, for me, what's that? You got carpet. I got wall? all the walls, have all, all my rugs on the walls. It's like a little art gallery. And I got the hmm. studio in there. But um, it's crazy. I'll, I'll take people back there. But um, yeah, it, it, it helps It helps a lot because I'll be in the store and I get to see like my work. And the, like I said, it's funny seeing like, you know, a lady standing on a public enemy rug looking for a Berber or something. You know? <laughs> Excuse me, do you have any Berber in here? When, when <laughs> Eric tells you he wants to go in business with you in this rug thing, what are you thinking? Well... <laughs> I like I've been a fan since day one, and um, to me it's still surreal. Since the day I, I met him a long time ago, and since the day the the Def Rug started, it's been really surreal. I appreciate it all because I am such a fan of the culture of what Eric's done, of what he continues to do, and like I can't believe I'm sitting here with Eric right now, doing this, and, and you know what I mean. And, and the fact that like a lot of the MCs that I've done the rugs for really appreciate it, and um, you know they feel the passion. Mm. And it really, um, it's really surreal. You know, I got to meet so many MCs, so many of my favorite MCs from the golden era, some of the newer guys and some of the old guys. And, um, you know, they, they see me, they'll know me now as, you know, Fox, the rug, you know, Def Rugs. And um, it's it's really surreal. And I, I, I appreciate every second of it. I really do. Yo, I, I went to just, I'm not, I'm not I don't want to name drop into right, this. Right. I'm not like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hanging out of with course, this of course, guy yeah. and that, but. Right. So I was at Just Blaze's house, and the first thing you see when you walk in, mm-hmm. the, in his in his house is the Wu Tang rug. Mm-hmm. And Fire. I was like, "Yo, where did you get this rug from?" And he's like, "Yo, I was at some place and I saw it, and then I snatched it." Like he said, he just and I was like, "Yo," and he pointed me to the to the Instagram, and I and I said, "Yo, I love." I went through the Instagram. I didn't know it was you, Eric. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This shit is great." And then. Somebody hit me, and it was, I don't know. It was, it was some whoever handles your, yeah. your site. Yeah, no, it's actually my guy Bug who was yeah. here. Yeah. He was hitting you on the yeah. Twitter and Fox, Instagram. Yeah. Bug, and it was like yeah. I was like, "E sir, like, oh, this is crazy, yeah. man." So even though my pieces is all on. Well, the now they're all over the place. <laughs> and I just saw a couple of. Oh, yeah. I was. It was back when the, when when they had the woo. I was like, "This is crazy, man." Yeah. So how you been, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I just again, I've been gone for for like twelve. Matter of fact, I'm seeing. 2002, 13 years now I've been gone. From the from the music industry? Mm-hmm. You were gone, and now yeah. you're coming back. What is ESP? Yeah, ESP is, again, this is just for, this is business moves being made. Like, if Jay-Z wants to say, okay, well, I need some extra money, and Live Nation want to give me a buck 50 for touring, I got to make an album so I can get $150 million from Live Nation so I can tour. Same thing with the ESP project. It's something fun to do, but it's for the stepping stone to get to where I got to get to. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I enjoy it, but it's for bigger, another part of the... It's part of the through. bigger it's, picture. It's easier to get the interviews, get TV, radio. You get being seen and get heard. And that right there puts you in the mix of 
the next step to get to you to the sponsors and money people and the whole nine. That's what it takes when you have a record. What was it that turned you off about the game, man? Or had you walk away? I from just it? think that again, I people like me, even though I'm underrated, I establish a lot. I produce the majority of this music business. People that know know. Yeah, the people that know and that I again once I had when once Marvin Gaye came and the music was whatever. Then 2002, I came right back with another hit with React with Redman. I just felt like Clive Davis had gave me all this cheese. Giving you $2 million, uh, dollars, right? $4, $4 million. million. And I was like, you know, to an extent, I was like, but that wasn't even nothing. I was getting that from there, from money from Def Jam, Keith Murray at Jive. You know, the blackout, myself, you know, Dave Hollister. Come on, you know, I was everywhere. Death you know, squad, so, everything. you know, so at the end of the day, I just felt like it was a, a wave coming that wasn't right. You could tell that stuff was changing. Don't forget 2002, the business crash, music, music crash. You know, the games, you know, people started, you know, the sales had got low. That's what the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. you and know. you saw it coming early, early. I got out the game in 2004. Yeah, because so I felt the shift yeah, coming. Two thousand and four is when I had I was going to go with with um, Kadar Massenberg, mm -hmm. and but he got he had they fired him before it went down. Universal, right? Right. So that's when again it Mot was, just, was he at Motown or it was a Motown or it, it was Motown, Motown, right? But and whatever, and then things just switched, meaning that the South had came in, it was crazy, and then Cash Money, forget about it, it was all about all of that. And all of us was getting ready to be extinct soon, like it is now. So you knew instinctively that, you know what? Let me let me let me look at something else because this this yeah. this is not gonna be a couple of. I could have been fake as a producer and then did what that stuff because it was nothing for me to make that music. Don't forget, I live in Atlanta, so I could have did anything I wanted to do with any one of them artists because I'm, I'm I live there. And then they all respect me because, again, me Legacy. me having the rim shop. Now nah, I was to put rims on everybody's cars. Don't forget, I also did rims too. You kicked for, you for kicked a long David time. Ben out your, your rim shop. Keith Murray did. Why? Why did he kick him out? I don't know why he kicked him out. When, when, I, when I talk when I talk to David Banner, he said, "Eric, I want to tell you a story." I said, "What happened? I came to your shop. Whatever." Keith Murray didn't, didn't let me in. He kicked me out. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that's is didn't ill. They have, didn't you have Tupac? Uh, like Tupac used to work in the front of the. He used to come to the front. And and go to the front and act like he was selling rims. There was nothing going on. This was back in like 91, 92, right? This was 93. 93. 94, 95, 96, 97. That's when the last Freaknik happened. After that, they tried to raise my rent to 10 G's. I was gone. Yo, um, we had we had Keith Murray mm. on, on, on the last episode. And he talked about how, you know, he had been building with you. He had been rocking with you. He had been producing some records with, with, with him. And then the uh, EPMD broke up, and you was gone. Right. Like, why did you move so fast? Because them, them, them feds was at me. Right. Y'all saw beef. <laughs> they, they was coming to get me. And, and so you knew better to, to uh, stay around. Um, How was Atlanta moving down there? From, from being like a one of the cornerstones. It was incredible. But listen, one of the cornerstones of New York hip-hop, mm -hmm. the golden age of New York hip-hop, and you just go to a whole different... Just a whole See, day. I went there before. Right. I, I met this girl. Okay. When I met this girl, I met the guy who I did the rim shot with, this kid named Greg from Detroit. So I was with a whole bunch of Detroit people, and I met this girl. So when the breakup happened, I knew where I was going to go because I liked Atlanta. And when I got to Georgia, I went to a club called Diamonds and Pearls. As soon as I walk in the spot, guess who I see? 
Bobby Brown. Mm. We in there tearing the club to pieces. Mm. Wilding out. Mike, so-and-so disrespecting everybody. I say, you know what? I ain't, if, if I'm not going nowhere. Right. Even though I was broke, I had a credit card and a thousand dollars. Now, how were you broke, man? Because of the thing that went down with the business, you know. Again, we know how the it was, whole story. It was tough. It was tough. Man. It was, it was tough. Uh, I, I just, I didn't. I left with nothing. Right. When, when the breakup happened, it's like Dr. Dre. I left with nothing. Not that it was that it was, you know. Again, where it was like straight up, where you know. Again, I don't know what happened. We was young. Even me, me and Pete tight now. So how, how was, old so were you back then, man? I was, I, I, I was at least about. 22 maybe 22 years old you guys made history yep and we broke you guys up. made money you guys made a lot of money for yeah. other people you broke up that's young man yeah because again i my thing is i still talk to this day because again because i don't know if people was in my ear i just know what i was seeing and what i wasn't getting and and how it looked so in my head it didn't look right then when people's in your ear telling you x <coughs> y and z it didn't look right. Right. So I wasn't coming back. Right. And then when I got to Atlanta, this place showed me love. Right. And I was like, I'm not going home. Right. Um, it's crazy, man. I'm, I'm going to definitely move forward. But, you know, one of the rugs that, that definitely stood out was the NWA rug. Right. You know, and it was so timely, like like the NWA rug. I saw yellow with the rug right. and then the movie. And then I remembered, like, Back back when before anybody was up on NWA, EPMD embraced NWA. What what was that about, man? Well, we had the um, a concept for the big payback. Right, like somebody going to kidnap Eric Sermon. We need some help to go get Eric Sermon back. So we was like, you know, yo, let's call up NWA to help us out. So it, so it's easy. Was like he was the mad cool easy. So he was like, yo, don't worry, it was cool. So he brought them and DOC and Tone Loke with him. You know what I'm saying? Which was so, kind of rare back then yeah. to see West Coast artists right. all up in the East Coast because video. The, they was we was the East Coast NWA and people in people's so. eyes as far as just the hardcore rap group, the the sounds that we made, the type of music that we made, the content that we used, we wasn't as raw as them, right. but on the East Coast we was as raw as NWA here. You saw the movie? Yes. What did you think of the movie? I thought it was dope. Yeah. But let me tell you something about Fox, though, too, in his brain. The movie was being talked about getting made. He was advanced. He was advanced right. with the rug. Like, we're going to make this, this set already. So right around before the movie came out, the rugs was already made and sent. Dr. Dre's a billionaire. His publicist um, didn't tell him to not pick up that rug. Because if you pick up that rug as a billionaire that represents Beats, mm. you're going to piggyback Eric Sermon's company. Mm. But Dre don't care as a friend. So he was advised not to pick the rug up. No, he's he he most likely he probably was. Right. But just out of respect of just me, he picked the rug up and held it up. See, Cube is different. Cube is gonna pick it up anyway. Cube don't give a fuck. You know, again, he's he's he happy that you, you know we made the rug. Right. But the, for Fox to be able to have it there, Dre picked up that rug. That's a and, lot of foresight. And, and that right there, again, was that was that the was that the domino effect that just opened up everything the, for you guys? No. Yeah, that the NWA movie yeah. with the forget about it. Yeah. Shout now, DJ well, Speed. Yeah, is because Fox and Snoop already had a, a situation. So okay. S Snoop already had Snoop got about five rugs from us. 
but but <laughs> us us having let me give you an insight as far as again where the company goes to and not people for look out me I'm not boasting or nothing like that. On a minimum, once we launch, just say the EPMD logo. Each rug is two hundred two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I sell eight thousand rugs on the minimum. Just mm-hmm. eight thousand. Right. It brings me back one point six million dollars. Mm. This is just one logo. Yeah, and you know what? What I love about it is you're gonna think <laughs> yo, the foresight the foresight, yo, these guys are thinking about the money it's, already in the account already. It doesn't make any sense. Exa- I'm no, it's, exactly. it's, 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 it's one logo one brings logo. Me, at eight thousand rugs brings you back one point six million dollars. Which is I crazy. got twenty of them. Which Amazing. is crazy. Now now, as these as as the notoriety builds and as Def Rugs as Def Rugs establishes itself as a as a viable business, are you guys concerned about licensing fees and, and No, you know we got that's what I'm saying. We got you licensing. already got the licenses. That's what's up for. I, we do deals on certain people. Right. Like Wu Tang Clan with the W is fifty fifty. Wow. That's what I'm saying. If I gotta split the one point six with the RZA, right? But there's still one point six million dollars coming in only at eight thousand rugs. The RZA with the W logo, you can sell up eight thousand rugs at a concert. Forget about the whole world. Yeah. I got the whole world to sell this W to. Once we launch, it is curtains. That's what I was saying because you know what it is the rugs. This thing is so dope. What I like about it is that people get a chance to buy a piece of hip hop history, right. and, and and that's the foresight. Like when you said you came in mm. and he, you know E double seen the foresight, man. That's what I see. Like when you talk about merch, this is this is exclusive merch. You know, like like something yeah. like you could buy a T-shirt, but this shit is like the, right. the same way that Jacks saw it. Like, yo, what is that? That's what the 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 artists and people on the Instagram be like, yo, who the hell did this? Mm. Where was this at? Like, who did some dope shit like this? This is what the response we get in the same way that you think about. It. It's the same thing that's happening out there with the response. Who did that, and how can I get involved in mm. that? Are y'all are y'all taking pre-orders yet? Right now, don't forget, this is going to be, we're doing all this now. Because we want, reason why we took a long time for the launch, we wanted one logo. Mm-hmm. And we bust our ass. And who which, that? which is the hardest logo? Which, who, who do we go see? The biggest rap group before me. Run DMC. Oh, DMC. DMC. Oh, God okay. damn, Run man. DMC. You guys got yeah. the Run DMC. So logo. we went hard. You guys got the no, DMC. we didn't get it. That was what we was waiting right. on because we went and we did a bunch of meetings. They got the rugs. Whatever. They got the rugs, but Live Nation had their mm-hmm. deal. We wanted their the merchandise locked. We, we, and they we supposed to have got free at a certain time in the September, then January. That's the only reason why we didn't go because we wanted to have that under our belt. Mm. Like, yo, we got that logo. Mm-hmm. So now we figured that something's not going right. That they're not getting free, so now we're gonna go. But the NWA makes up for that. Yeah, and yeah. not not all the way because nothing bigger than Run DMC. Because yes. they in Walmart, they in Target, the whole nine. But that's what we worked hard on. He sat down, I mean, numerous times with them people, and they gave him the runaround. Really. And in the, in the meantime, we just been you know it's like building the brand. We've been doing uh, also besides just like the rugs, like we'll outfit studios. You know, we just did the DIT. Oh, DIT, the DIT. So we do all, all the vocals yes. uh, with Big L face on the wall. Big L face as big as this on the wall, wall to wall carpet. It's crazy. You know, it's also a sound. Incredible. We've been doing some other things, custom full wall to wall installs too. You know what I mean? That's crazy, man. But that right there was what we wanted to go before. But now we got to go. We got to go now. Got to got to move it, man. Yes. One one one. 
Mm. One classic uh, hip hop uh, act don't make no. I know, but it's show. a big one though. Yeah, it's <laughs> a big one. You know, hopefully they'll come yeah. around and not try mm. to do their own rugs, man. Right. No. What? 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 DMC is he ain't the problem. Right. It's the other. Okay. You know. What are you making with Snoop Fox? Well, he, he's got a couple rugs in his house right now. Yeah. We're we're, we're talk, talking with them to make some official Snoop Dogg rugs mm. available to everybody as well. I can see you making part of the. Uh, well, we have we have one rug that has like a leaf on it, you know, a Snoop yeah. logo and a leaf on it. And, and, and we're going to to, um, to Biggie's mom's. We're supposed to go to go see mm-hmm. her, so and so, and then also have a conversation with her and see Ken. Cause we make faces too, like the I Biggie saw the Nas face, the mm-hmm. Biggie face, the Easy face, so and so, and see can we get that going and see what type of deal that she want to make with us. Because at the end of the day, like I said, and Fox and them know too, and any other of our client. We're not just saying here is it's something new and it's a check that you can get by you just saying yes. We're not asking you for no money. We're not asking you to help us with this the rugs. Money. This is it's found money. money. Found exactly. Money. No doubt. Yeah. Now I read, man, that that one of the things that pulled you well, two of the people that pulled you back to focus on music was um J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Is that true? Yeah, well, those are the people who was was doing what I came from. And when I heard Kendrick Lamar, and I figured that, wow. But again, you know, even though Dre didn't do as much, he still was under Dre's right. tutelage. Like, yeah. yo, you know, you should. You hear the influence. Exactly. So, of course, it, it it made me feel like you can make hip-hop again. But there's a lot of other people who I liked who were also on my album, like Sheik Loose, Joel Ortiz, people who I felt I that, 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 that I, the MCs who I feel that I don't know how Joel Ortiz ain't big. He's from here. How is he not blowing? Why is nobody supporting him? I don't get that. I don't. I mean, again, it's a long story. But but again, um, I feel that those records or those people need to be sh- shown. So I said I wanted to make New York songs. So Red and Meth wasn't out for a while. So I called Method Man because when I, the beat that I'm on for Clutch, it reminds me of a Wu-Tang record. Mm. So I wanted to do the record so Method Man can do it. After a while, he wouldn't respond back. So I got on the record. Then he rhymed on it, and then Redman said, "Yo, that's dope. Let me go on the record too." So uh, this this song, these records are just my friends. I rock with Too Short before. I did another record with Too Short nice, again. Nice. I rock with um uh, um. I help out um Crazy Bone. I got a Bone Thugs record. So and so. How's that record? How's that record, man? It's, it's just a dope um, Midwest song. I, I think it's not it's not ill than him and Biggie's, mm-hmm. but it's ill. <laughs> um, I like Selena Johnson as a singer nice. from Chicago. Again, my uh, you know my era. Even though she was on Kanye West's All Fall Down, she got a dope voice. I liked that. Did a song with her. You know, I did a song with Mary J. Blige, but something happened. So I had Faith Evans sing it, and Mary J. Blige wrote it. So um, um, that's a dope ass combo. Nobody even saw that coming. So then I got new people, like a guy named Jaron Benton. He's a new guy from Atlanta who I rocked with a long time ago. But he's one of the new upcoming young people with all these new young rappers that's out that's doing hip-hop i got fred the godson on there i see and, you know um so and so rocking so again at the end of the day i just felt like i, I got a record that people will want to hear and that people want to want to want to feel and you know and um i got another puerto rican on there by the name of mass pike mouse i think he's one of the dopest singers yeah. one of the dopest singers out there so and so that why he didn't blow with rick ross so i took him you know, yo, so. it's crazy, man. Because when I think about it, man, when you go back to EPMD and 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 the music that you made, man, and and it was hardcore, but at the same time, man, you always made it a point to pay homage to R and B. 
Right. And I'm look I'm listening now and I'm listening to the records, particularly like the Drakes and this one this one record with Game and Drake where like all the samples right now is R and B, man. Did you, you peep that, man? Yeah, all of it. Well, again, um I produce half of R and B too. Josie, Mary, That's right. Chico the Bars, D'Angelo, it can go Brownstone, Andy Stone. I did them all. You know, my my whole thing about me was I love R and B. So so it was nothing for me to go out there and EPMD is the type of group where you would see us on tour with Guy back then. That's right. You would see EPMD and Q Sweat. You figure it wouldn't mix, but it does mix because that was my same fan base. And I, I remember also, I forgot who I spoke. You know what was? I spoke to Mike Bivens. Yeah. And Mike Bivens was telling me that back in the day, you know, people thought that R&B and hip-hop didn't mix, mm-hmm. but how most of the rappers wanted to be down with cats like, um, 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 what was the name of the group? With, uh with with Mike Bivens. The, 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 no, no, the first group. Oh, New, oh, new Edition. New, people new wanted edition. to be with New Edition right. because... New Edition had access to the venues, right? Because Cats wasn't opening up the doors for. Re- right. is, is is that the case too, man? Well, a lot, they had of, access? a lot of things. You no, know, Al Heyman is in, the, in boxing now. Yes, but he had all the venues, mm-hmm. and they was all booked by R and B people. Right. But again, but the kids wanted to hear hip hop as well. Yeah, so that's why they put some of the acts with the R and B acts at the time. That, but they was before us, right? But again, when Run DMC came out, that changed that, everything. That was it. That changed yeah. the economics of everything. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about one more thing before we go to our break. You've been talking about this really interesting concept, and I can't believe it's never been done before. You talk about how you feel one of the main things that's held hip-hop from being even more successful than it's been is the fact that we don't have genres within the genre. Right. Can we talk about that? Yeah, the fact that... um. First of all, I remember Latifah was saying one time that um, she they I invited her to the Hip Hop Awards. She says, yeah, I'll go if you take the old school from the beginning of my name. I don't want to say old school Latifah. Take it off of there. Because we always labeling us in our genre. It don't say old school Bruce Springsteen, old school U2, old school Sting, old school Paul McCartney, old school Madonna. It just says Madonna. But in our genre, they attach us. So what that, you know, uh, me and Jack come from that school. You got labeled us. And another thing, though, too, is Janis Joplin was here and Britney Spears was in her category. She would say, you're not rock and roll, you're pop. Mm. So they made a category for Britney and them, meaning that they got pop, alternative music, soft um, rock, heavy metal. They got categories. Even jazz got easy listening jazs. Yeah, emo. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, alternative. You know, um, you know, whatever. They got these. Experimental. They got all these easy, other. Easy listening. Listen, they got all these other things that go along with them. We're the only genre that doesn't have that. They have put um, BBD in hip hop. They have put uh, Mary J. Blige in hip hop. TLC in hip hop. They just put it in this Usher one. hip hop. put it in, crazy, the, right. in this one box. Pop, right. And you're wondering why nobody's getting this chance and everybody's mad like in terms of like like awards and the whole nine awards um airplay you know stations um especially airplay as far as you know and then again um just being able to have a channel like you know to flow through like when they had neo soul they had a lane (coughs) jill scott Mm. d'angelo chico andy stone Stone, they had a lane and they all won they didn't have to compete with you know 
all the R&B artists. They had their own lane. So if we had like a trap rap, we had like a gangster rap. Yes. And a um, yes. conscious rap. Everybody, it'd you be fair. everybody Depression would be rap. eating more? Depression everybody, rap. Like who's, everybody, who's depression rap? No. Everybody would, everybody would eat more and it, it will be, it will be fair. It, it won't be what we got. That's why, they, that's why they don't have no quarrels. There's, they, they're able to do what they feel. If we don't do what the world is doing now, then we're not categorized as being nothing. But oh, that's old school, or that's whack, or that's new school, be, be, or that's be, because because we're not doing what so-called trap is. Right. You know, me and Combat speak about this all the time. And that's not right. Me and Combat speak. I think about- that's a dope concept. I'm sorry, Pete. I think no, that's, that's a good. dope concept, man. Um, how can we push that to? I don't know. Well, my sister always speaks about yo, Eric. You gotta speak this in a way where you have to change it. Cause this right here will make us make everything you, 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 a little you, bit better. You sound like you're talking from the sermon right now, man. It would like make you, it better. It would make it better. Cause again, people will be like, "Yo, that's dope. We're we're able to have our own category, mm. so I can do hip hop and didn't worry about um and, um don't have to worry about all this and inflicting with what I'm going, what what I'm doing." Pete, you was about to say. No, I was saying that we speak about this all the time about how like you were talking about like. You know, U2 and everything like that. Like, you know, people like Barry Manuel's touring right now. Willie Nelson is still touring. Nobody's saying, like, you know, he ain't relevant no more. Or, you know, they're selling out stadiums, you know. But, like, in the genre of hip-hop and the genre, you know, of, like, R&B, like, people will be like, you know, what have they done lately? Or, you know, they're not relevant anymore. And and that's sad because, you know, it's sad because even, like, Jay-Z is on top of the world. Maybe in five years I say, ah, he's old. What is he doing? They're already of, trying to. They're already no, 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 no. Not, not. They're trying to kill him. Instead of contrib, instead of being happy for what they contributed. For me, I look at it and I think combat looks at it, and maybe some people do look at it like, yo, EPMD, Eric Sermon. You don't ever have to put another piece of we material don't. out. We appreciate you we for what you contributed, mm. and you could tour forever. Right. Willie Nelson, Barry Manilow is about to die. He's still touring. Mick Jagger is 103 years old. <laughs> He's not 103, man. But I know, but uh, you go on tour, he brings in $457 million. You two go out there, bring home $265 million. This is a guaranteed money for them, but nobody looks at them. Any Knicks just come on the Grammys and kill it. Bruce Springsteen won a Grammy last year. Paul won a Grammy last year. Paul is on stage with Paul McCartney and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying nothing. We're, we're kind like, of what is he doing up there? Not one word, but that's Paul McCartney. Respect level. Yo. But as soon as we do something, we got to be, what? They still rapping? Or he's still doing? Oh, it's automatic. It's an automatic disrespect or automatic hatred. That's something wrong with that. They look at Madonna and say, yo, when is Madonna coming out? Yo, That's you, it, at 53. What, what do you think about this whole new um, situation with Macklemore and uh, Grandmaster Kaz, uh, uh, Kumo D, and... Um, and uh, I think it's dope because everybody, at least, at least they're doing it. Right. At least they're doing it. At least somebody was like, able to do. You know, I didn't do it. I feel when I look at it, I feel bad. Like, wow, look at the white kid went in there and grabbed our our culture, our, our culture, right? You know, you can't be mad at him at all. No we'll matter, get him a Macklemore rug. We we'll get him one. You can't be mad at him at all for what he did. <laughs> Yo, listen, let's let's go to a quick break because we got a lot to talk okay. about. Tune into the Combat Jackson. We got Eric Sermon in here. F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast. Be right back. <laughs> cheer, cheer. Yo, this is Samir. One more Twitter. Say Samir the engineer. No, I don't want. This is, mm. like this is, like this is Samir, and you're listening, listening to the Combat Jack Show. Yo, this is Samir. 
and you're listening to the Combat Jack Show. How my levels sound now, bitch? Bitch. <laughs> F your levels. Internet, you tuned into the Combat Jack Show. Yo, yo, E, man. Um, Internet, we got Eric Sermon, we got Fox here, we got Death Rugs in the building. Um, but but it, it's so difficult to talk to you only about this rug business because, uh, you know, how extensive and how expansive your career is, man. Mm. And, and and recently I've been listening to some other interviews and, and I, I'm sitting here looking at you, man, like there's an empire of artists mm. that you could have signed to you mm. that you just oh, yeah. didn't sign. I mean, I, I, I'll go down the list right now, man. You had the Wu Tang. I know. You had Nas. Yeah. You had Rick Ross. You had Ludacris. You had Fifty Cent. You had the Game. Yeah. Like, oh, like, like, what the fuck, Eric? I know. I was young though, man. Right. Some of them when I was young, and some of them again that you know you, I was happy with where I was at. You know, for some reason, like you know, you just don't. I listen, man. The biggie smallest thing is just blur. You didn't see it. I, I. It was a blur. Right. But again, when I did hitting switches. And Puffy and Hype Williams did the video. Biggie Smalls was at every scene. He was on the set. On the set. Just, and again, I didn't even really realize that. And you didn't that know that this, he could spit? Nah, Tracy Waples said, Eric, this guy named Biggie Smalls that's down with Puffy, yo, he's like, yo, please get me on Eric Sermon's solo albums. My album has just whatever, whatever, because they were listening to it at our cribs. Like, Biggie was like, yo, you got to get me on the album. Give me an album. And I said, yo, listen. I already got somebody on my them. album right? because I got Keith Murray. Right. You know, whatever. I got people on there already. You know what I'm saying? And um, and no no disrespect. And I had a jam as Jay God Best of Dead bought me some kid named Joe Sinister. And this kid was he can spit crazy. Off of, off of the, was Joe Sinister off of the main sources? I, I don't know where he from. I don't know that he was with Jam as Jay and he was with, he hung out with Onyx. And right. Redman said, Eric, is this dude with Onyx with a backpack and he, he, I, I, he, I said Reggie he better than you he says man I don't I don't know but homeboy nice and right. when I met him I was like this kid is phenomenal And but I never heard Smalls rhyme right. this is just my boy telling me this but again it's a blur you know I me. Mean? I'm famous with a yes. whole gang of money man I, I mean I'm not and, and you're yeah. young but Nas yeah. like you hear Nas and you're like what's this la- what's this done language the, the, the language it wasn't even a dunny it was just the language of where he came from See, all my rappers, again, K-Solo had the spellbound thing. Dr. Fex had the biggity wow. You know, whatever. Redman had the, the metaphors out the ass, and me and Paris was who we were. So at the end of the day, whatever, I just didn't hear it, you know? I couldn't hear it or really feel at the time what was going on there, you and know? So, so it wasn't that I didn't think he wasn't dope. It just wasn't something that I caught right away. Right. And, and you also talked about how you might have been jaded because you were around two of the illest MCs, Redman and 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 and, and Keith Murray. So if Cass wasn't jumping off the paper, fucking with them lyrically, you was like hey. right because 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 of, of, of the techniques and the styles I had in my camp, right? Especially again Reggie and and and, and Dos Effects. You know, right. Dos Effects changed the have the music business. They, they did. But what about somebody like a Wu Tang man? Like how how did Wu Tang Clan was the fact like when I went, my boy had a, his father had a church in Staten Island. He knew, um, um, the Wu Tang Clan. When I went to the building, I met Ray Kwan first. 
I went to Raekwon, talked to Raekwon, whole nine. Then the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan was out there. So I took a picture with them on my IROC. That picture out there somewhere, I don't know where it said. I had it, but I hope somebody else has that picture. of They was around my IROC, took a snap. But again, I didn't know. I was already, I was, and it was 90, you know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 she was Prince Rakim at the time, right? No, that, no, the Riz I ain't meet. Right, okay. I, I, I met Shala, which was Ray Kwan. Ray, Ray Kwan, right. Even though Method Man them was all in the picture, I didn't talk to either <laughs> one of them or nothing like that yet, you know? But Ray was trying to get on. But again, right past him. But how about somebody like the game, man? How did the game come across? The game just we just got finished talking about the story too. When I saw him in L.A. just recently, just the fact that you know whatever my man his my man D Mac had him and brought him to the I was at the mall. So meet me at the mall, the Foxes Mall in in in, in L.A. And I said, um, told game yo spit spit sixteen. He was like, what is that? <laughs> he never heard the phrase before, right, right, right? Because he's not in the studio, he's not rhyming, so right, he right. don't know about sixteen means sixteen bars, right? And then Game talks about, I just saw Game talking at the uh, screening of his documentary, and he was like, bars, if you ask him to rhyme, he rhymed for an hour. Right, exactly. So so when I heard in the other interview, he said, yeah, I was going to sign with Eric, but I don't think Eric was ready yet, mm. so I signed with 50. Right, that's crazy. Mm. That's, and 50, like you had 50. You had 50 was at your... 50, 50 was, had, did how to rob. Right. He was hot. Next door to me lived Corey Rooney, which is, again, Sony, which is Trackmasters, who had 50 to begin with. My boy Bernard had 50 Cent, too. They was, you know, I guess co-managing. So I had 50 in my basement. We just did, we just rocking songs and rocking songs. So I was like, yo, what are we going to do for a first single? And um, we had this song called Heat Wave. Mm. We don't do it like we do. We don't do it like we do. We keep it gangster. And I sampled KRS-One's um, The Bridge Is Over. Right. And played the bass on top of it. And next thing you know, the record's heating up. And then he got shot. Mm. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. But we made about, like in my basement now, probably got like maybe four or five records that, you know, nobody would never heard. 50, 50, 50, 50 Cent Raw. 50 Cent Raw, yeah. That, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. You know, people, for some reason, man, when you look at the history books, and, and it's funny, last night I was looking at uh, Marley Mall. Yeah. Um, and saying how Marley Mall. Dangerous. Was, I want to say Dangerous. Marley Mall was the second super producer, first super producer in hip hop. I want to say it was Larry Smith. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Larry God Smith. God bless the dead. God bless the dead. Right. Um, but then when the history, but when you look at the history books, man, it's like, you know, cats don't say Eric Sermon in the same sentence that they'll say a Dr. Dre. Right. Um, but when you talk to somebody like a Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Yeah, he loves me. Every time you, you said boy. it got to a point where yeah, it was he bows, like, he, bows, he was like, yo, he stop, bows down, bow, stop bowing. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel funny. Mm, feel funny. T- tell us about why, why, Pharrell holds you in such high esteem. He just feels that, again, at the end of the day, like, you know, me and Pharrell, I told you, I met Pharrell doing Black Street. Mm-hmm. I was doing a song called Booty Call, mm-hmm. which was Black Street's first single. And that he was a was, big album, by the way. He was in the studio with a, with Chad and this a singer oh. called Mike. And I'm like, yo, who are y'all? I said, oh, you know, the, the, the Neptunes, you know, whatever, whatever. We work with Ted. So Teddy I'm Riley, like, Teddy, Riley. Teddy Riley and Teddy Riley had Michael Jackson outside the tour bus. Okay, 
the illest part of the story is the fact that I didn't give a fuck if Michael Jackson was out there. I was in the studio with Teddy Riley. Right. And that kicked my was ass. Was that when they were working on Remember the Times? Listen, man, don't even say all that, because right. it's going to make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> because. Why? You heard what I just said? I heard what you said. Michael Jackson's in the bus. Right. I didn't ask to go meet him, mm-hmm. to go see him, or nothing. Right. Because I was there with Teddy, Teddy Riley. Riley, who was the king at the he time. Was, he was one of them. I couldn't. He was doing what I was doing. Right. So you're saying you're such a music man, right? That no matter how legendary, and of course after his death, Michael Jackson no, became just, super. But as legendary as Michael Jackson was, it didn't matter to you because Teddy Riley was changing music. I, it wasn't even that. I had to be retarded, right? And I want to use that word because again, it didn't. Again, you're right. It wasn't the fact that it was. I don't know what made me not go say what's up to Michael Jackson, right? <laughs> but I was so happy to be in here with. Tell you that I didn't even look at. It. I just uh, tell you go do business. He was on the bus, you know, because Mike would want to work on the be on the bus sometimes while he wasn't in the lab. Right. So I, I was like, okay, well, let's take go out there. I'm gonna be in here doing work. So while I was in there doing work. I was in there with Pharrell making beats, so and so. For I was like, Pharrell was like, yo, this record right here is crazy. I said, you want to rhyme on it? Go ahead and rhyme on it. So Pharrell was at the time working for Teddy Riley, yes, right? which is crazy mm-hmm. in Virginia, and and that had an indelible. Yes. Effect on his And skin. then all the stuff that I was making. Like, if you, when Pharrell was getting on and doing little things here and there, it was more him and Chad doing it together. I made this song called Full Cooperation for the Death Squad. After that, Pharrell's pattern was full cooperation mm. for Mystical Shake It Fast mm-hmm. and Danger. Mm. And then Jay Z's I'm a Hustler Baby is all the same pattern over this one record, which, which is, is full which cooperation. Is your but he, but he credits you with that. exactly, and right. th- and that's what the whole thing really came from. I guess whatever sound that he was creating at the time, I gave it to him. Now, it's not like, give it, but I guess he was influenced by it. Yeah, and mm. and, and, and it's crazy because you could connect the dots from when y'all was working in the studio. Together. Right, exactly. It's ironic. It's, it's online though too. It's a song called Boot Knuckleization, which is again a tell you volume term. But again, he's on that record produced by me. Yo, it's kind of ironic too, man, that you're working with a young Pharrell. But just in terms of like the whole trail, like you were the first person to really incorporate a Marvin Gaye song into a hip hop hit mm-hmm. with the song music, right? Well, the vocals because the, don't forget the um the, the let's get on by Boombastic was was mm. the first Marvin Gaye record song that right, was right. sampled right. the, the, that the was instrumental used. right right but as far as the vocals of me trying something at that level yeah I don't think I I don't think nobody knew those vocals existed to even try something like that but your mind too has to be somewhere to try something like that but but you 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 were successful with with, with the Marvin Gaye sample mm. and 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 music and years later Pharrell gets slammed on Blurred yeah. Lines man what 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 do, you, what do you think about the whole Blurred yeah, Lines yeah Jan was just up there with Ed Lover she spoke about the whole Ed Lover said yeah she spoke highly you I'm like yeah I gave her $150,000 Jan, Jan Marvin Jan Gaye's Gay. w- w- oh, widow okay okay mm. Now, what do you think about the whole Blurred Lines thing, man? I think that, again, I believe me, I when you heard the record, we knew it sounded like that. Yeah, and, and, and maybe I thought Pharrell did give them that. Cause it may be, but I can understand as a producer how he could have been like, yo, 
I didn't mean to do that. I was influenced by this. Record. I was influenced by that record. But 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 this, it was, but it was close. But yeah. this, it's funny. I I spoke to Pusha mm. T because I did an article with 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 Complex, and I mm. was like, "Yo, man, like from an attorney's ear, from a from a listener's ear, you know, blurred lines was got to was was, was got to give it, it up." It sounds when you put when, when they did the mashup and you put them both together, it's identical. It's identical. But, 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 but Pharrell was like, "Yo, the way." I mean, uh, Pusha T was like the way Pharrell works is maybe he's got a photographic memory or a musical memory, but he really wasn't sampling. I, no, no, I believe that That's too. That's fucking crazy. I believe that too. That's crazy. Believe, though, but, Eric. But, but but your but your mind, believe me, your mind does hear it, and you can you know the baseline to, to give it up in your head, regardless. Like you know the baseline to sexual healing. Right. You have it in your head. Now, if you rocking and you don't know. And you're going with the song, and now the song is going. It's hard to believe that he didn't say, "Yo, this thing sounds like Marvin Gaye." But that also speaks to how yeah. much of a genius Pharrell is. Yeah, to really create this record out of his mind, not really listening to the record, although he's been influenced by the right. record. Right, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You think how you ever get down on your knees, man, and, 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 and praise your God about how you know you guys, particularly in the early ages of your career, man, stages of your career the whole sampling thing like the whole you got sampled a lot but the fees weren't as crazy yeah yeah well, well again at, in the beginning we got hit by eric clapton but for strictly business but again he only charged me 10 grand 10 grand is right, nothing I, nothing I to, know. to start your career like like again um biz marquee to get hit the way he hit and you no know, because he really messed everything up when that was a landmark yeah, case that's a landmark case but again, in the beginning, Roger Troutman got his dead ten thousand dollars. This was stuff. This came afterwards, though. So, so they could have really messed it up for badly. This is not before we came out. This is after, after. the records that came out, after. and it was just ten thousand dollars. Right, there's no that statue. was unheard of. There's no statue of like you know, like if, if people want to go back and no, like, I don't think there's a statue to a fine. I don't because people could find things like, like you know, twenty years later. You know, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't, a, I don't think there's a statue, but I think. People are not going digging into the crates, but yeah. let me ask you something, man. Um, uh, uh, when y'all sampled the whole darn family, eight minutes of funk, mm. seven, seven minutes of funk, funk, right? Did did y'all? I mean, was there any issues with that sample? No, at all. Because years later, I was working on a, on a Jay Z project, mm-hmm. and when he did "Ain't No Nigga," I remember they were a problem, problem. with that record. Mm. They was a problem with that record, yeah. man. Because, because again, at the end of the day, I found out that my company did pay. Okay. Um, the whole darn family or whoever. Hold whatever came because it came from the breakbeat. Right. So we didn't have to pay that because. So you it, had to pay the the, the record company. Ultimate breakbeats had got the publishing. Right. So they had the license. Right. So so so, whatever happened with Jay Z and them, had to happen with. The publishing company of Ultimate Breakbeats because they owned it. That's why I didn't have no problem. I was like, I ain't go to no family. I went to Ultimate Breakbeats, you know. But if 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 Jazzo got it from the original record, then that's on him. Then he had to go. Yeah, I got it from a Breakbeat. That's crazy. Yeah, with the gay with the gay family, um, you said you gave one hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. right? But what I remember hearing, like you know, that she could have kept the whole. She gave like thirty five percent. She gave me thirty five percent of it. She didn't have to give me. She none gave of you it. publishing. Yeah. Which is crazy, man. She getting publishing because again, I think that when I talked to her, 
we was very cool. She was very nice. I saw Nona Gay came out. The the sons came out. Nona was a star then, you know. She was a that's right big movie star, you know. But she still came out and was very respectful because again, you got to imagine you sitting home, the state's not moving. Might we got a few bucks coming in. All of a sudden, some guy come out and be like, "Yo," because it was two hundred. It was one hundred fifty to her and fifty thousand to that lawyer of hers. That's crazy, man. Yo, um, you also speak, man, about the difference in beat making and production. And when you look at a lot of the cats right now, I mean, the big business right now seems to be making beats. But I heard you talking about certain records that you produce, and I want you to talk about it again. Say, say a record like. Uh, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. you have these incredible MCs, the shit is already dope. Talk about how you arranged that record so that well, it became the hit. Well, four, three, two, one was done by the Trackmasters right. as a demo, you know, whatever. And I heard the demo. I couldn't believe that Trackmasters was you know, they was doing the eighties like Puffy and was doing, and it was on this eighties track. And I'm like, wow, this is you know, who picked something like this for some rappers? Red Meth, DMX, L to be on the beat like this. So I also told Kevin Lyles, give me the record. Let me see if I can do something to it. So the highest record out was Put Your Hands, mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes. So I just made Put Your Hands. Mm. And if you listen to 4321 and Put Your Hands, you could play both of them together. The they blend, hi-hat, they blend easily. The bass line. I mean, the hi-hat, the kick, the snare. And the shaker is all the same. So the, so the Buster Rhymes going, but do ba boom boom boom. I just said boom boom boom. That's it. It's the same record. Who had the best but, verse? But on the, but then three. even even arranging, like you you heard how they came. Yeah, in but order. of course there wasn't no order. Right. They, they, they didn't have Red Meth together. They didn't have they had LL first, whatever like that. I ain't hear none of it like that. They they just had Red Meth and them switched up. They had they had I think like LL first. So then they had um, Red Man, then DMX, and then Red Man. It was like not in, in how I would do it. Of course, I had to put Red and Meth together because Red and Meth is always together. It sounds mm-hmm. good together. So, um, and I had to make after Red and Meth go, DMX had that stay out the dark. It was like, oh, this is gonna come in right after you know <laughs> after Meth Man. It feels better. Then I wanted to make a break in between that because it's Todd's record. Right. So he can feel, so he give that four or five about to make for it can come in so he can come in with his thing. But LL's was rhyming really fast, whatever flow he was giving me. So I had to chop the first four bars up, just chop it to make the sentences flow. That's why I'm ad-libbing. That's why Cannabis was like, and Cannabis was my boy because Cannabis was a death squad member at first. I didn't know that. You know, he was the first, but I had the ad lib LL's verse because I had spaces. Right. So Cam was like, "Yeah, you know, the only verse you ad libbed on there was 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 LL, but it was his record, exactly." And you wanted to give him? No, it was the I was chopping his voices up, so I had to do ad libs to fill in the parts right. that he wasn't rapping in because I had to. It was some fast rap he was doing in the beginning, right? So and it was not how I felt it, so I just chopped it, which is crazy. So man. so LL wasn't rapping like that. I chopped that whole first four bars of how I wanted to hear it, which is crazy, man. Because mm-hmm. that's producing, that's production. That's like well, that's art. that's somebody who just 
my mind, I can't even explain people in my head because they won't even, you know, they they hear things that might think that is, okay, an easy job and the stuff that we had to work with was impossible to do things that I was doing back then. We didn't have that sampling machines to do all that. I was doing that with S950 the same way that law professor was doing it and doing it with cut and splicing two-inch reel and doing stuff differently. It was crazy because even, even at the time when I was, you know, um, doing How High, I did two versions of How High. That's such a crazy record. And How High had two versions. I made a hardcore version. What I did was um, I, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre had a song called Natural Born Killer. So I made my own Natural Born Killer mm-hmm. version. If you play How High, the original version of Natural Born Killer, it's the same beat. I always did that. Always made my version of somebody hot shit, but made it my version. But you can never tell. But if I tell you to go do it, then you're going to be like, oh, shit. Exactly. Tell us us your hand in um, Reservoir Dogs, man. Well, Reservoir Dogs was a thing where... With with Jay and and, 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 and Rockefeller. Right, right. Well, my thing was, again, Rock Wilder was... Uh, a, a person who was down with my camp, and um, one one of the Def Squad producers, right? Right, and and we had this loop, me, me, my boy Pop, and we was like, "Yo, this stuff is this is not it's not bouncing right." So, you know, Rock had fixed up, so we we can it can have because the loop was flanging, and we couldn't even me. I was like, "It's not working. Something's not right." We, I had the what, base what, of it. What does the flange mean? The flange flange? mean that in the loop, it got sounds, uh. but the drums wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was flanging. Because again, when you play in the loop, it's not live. I mean, it's live band. So it ain't like something that you made that's sequenced. As long as the line while the loop is going, it's going to fall off. Right. And, and, the MP was. The, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, but I'm just saying right because it, it if, sounds good as a story. If, so. if I make something inside inside of in the machine, it's going to be on because it's it's counted in numbers, right? Because I did it, playing it, I programmed it, right? You can't program a sample. A sample was all samples are live bands, right? So eventually, they're not playing on a synchronized clock. That's just a drummer giving his time. But eventually, it's going to fall off because it's live time. Because you can't control it because it's already... You can't control it. I got you. And that's what was happening. So in the NP, you can control it in the NP. And Rock had an NP. So that's how that came about. And then I was like, yo, Jay, I got something for you. Whatever. It was two beats. It was a beat I made with a Maxwell sample and that one. And, um, And he was like, yo... I got you. And at the end of the day, I ain't know Benny Siegel. Mm. I heard about Source Money. Again, how's that order going to go, too? Because, again, it's the locks, Source Money, and, and Ho. Yeah. So how, what, was, what was the role you played in the... In the in, in... It wasn't the... It wasn't the role that... They kind of already made that right. as far as what they're going to do on that. Right. But as far as um, Jay-Z saying, put more beat on it, there was no more beat. Left on the record. <laughs> so he's like, put more beat on that joint. Nigga, the record's almost six minutes. You know? That's crazy, man. That's so so once again, man, tell us about this new record and where, where they can find it. Well, again, it's on iTunes, of course. Tomorrow to be in Walmart, to be in Best Buy, be in Target the whole nine. And again, I feel that hip hop is back. And if you go search 
for other hip hop out there, you would see it. You would see the Joey Badasses. You would see, you know, um, Bodega Bands and them from Uptown. You would see Doc from Uptown. You would see a bunch of people or like King Los and all them from California. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Tyler created them from all from LA and them. You know, it's a whole bunch of new and real hip hop out there. And I just think that we need to have a balance along with the the change in the categories. And I think that we'll be in a better position because me being in the radio, coming up with my man today, putting on the radio station and listening to that music that we in New York City, it didn't make no sense. It wasn't about no hatred. It just didn't sound right. Right. I don't give a fuck how old I am. Right. It didn't sound right. So, and I'm glad you say that, man. I don't usually get into arguments with people on Twitter, but last night some guy was like, yo, the music ain't what it used to be. Reg, you old enough to know that? And I was like, yo, I don't I don't know what the fuck you talking about. I think hip-hop is hot mm-hmm. still. And he was like, yeah, but these kids don't know who Rakim... You, so you telling me it's not important that these kids know who Rakim is? And I was like, you know what? I think it's very important that they do. But if they're making dope shit mm-hmm. and don't know who EPMD... Mm-hmm. or That doesn't take away from what they're making. You right. know what I'm saying? We still mm-hmm. need to know our history, but... That shouldn't mean that you shouldn't fuck with these kids, kids, because right. they not, because they still creating. Like we didn't necessarily know who, um, who um, Lloyd Price was. No. You know what I'm saying? When we was making, we didn't know who these artists were before our time. There's names that people come up with that tell me that my girl, being from the Bronx, t- knows. I be like, I don't know them. She be <laughs> pioneer like, rappers. She be like, what you mean? I be like, babe, I don't know them rappers. <laughs> babe. And she, it's names out there. And people who had tapes of the Busy B, Cool More D battles, like you got that Cool More D battle, Busy B. I was like, I don't got that tape. I, I don't B. know. Like I, you know, and I was like, yo, but I, you know, when I listened to the radio, and I knew I, I knew when Ultramagnetic came out, mm-hmm. and then after Ultramagnetic came Light, you know, that's what I know. Light, Chaos One, Rakim. Don't forget. What made me and Paris so dope, though, which is so crazy, we came out late. Mm. So we had all them people to look at. Mm. So people like, yo, but you came out the same year. I said, yeah, but Rakim was before me. He was in 86. So you got to but, study. So, um, Chris was before me. He was in 86. 86 Light was 86. in 86. Yo, all these people that came with these singles was before us. Mm. And that's what me, made me and Paris be like, yo, we got to come. You know, when, when, when you talk, man, and I've heard you inspire this new generation of rap. Mm. But our generation of rap, niggas is so angry. Yeah. And niggas is like, I don't, you can't win like, like that. Like, like, what advice would you give our generation of people that want to yeah. be rap fans but it's just so goddamn close-minded? Yeah. I'd I be like, I don't know if they got kids that's young. I do. Right. Um, kids are the key, man. And, and, I, and I hang around young people too a lot as far as my studio and the young kids who I produce and those um, young new kids who I, who I make records for and I'm always again I be on these young stations like you know I want to name but power and all them with these young DJs I be around them and I talk to them I give them insight but I give them the correct insight I'm like listen don't pump me because you respect me as a as a because of what I did you don't know what I did you know now that I'm nice now and that you know what I'm doing now and my songs is crazy now respect me on that and I tell my, my colleagues, you got to have current events. That means if you trying to be in this game 
and you get on the mic and your slang sounds like before you in trouble. Right. You you didn't say nothing that might make these people think that you are down with what's going on. So in the rhymes, this is what I got to give them. When you rhyming and you you still want to do it, you got to be current. And and I just do that naturally. People say people be like, "How you still relevant?" Cause I still listen to what's going on. Got to man. I got kids that be sitting down there with all these songs. And I'm like, you know, what? So you're you not know? you're not talking to your kids like, yo, back in my day, it was nah. me. I was the shit. You nah. gotta listen to me. I I, I feel <laughs> that I feel that at the end of the day, I this is a true story. These kids ain't dumb. I got dumb. two nieces at 21 years old. Mm. They said, yeah, Uncle Eric, we be in the club, <laughs> Freddie Wapping, we be in there trapping, getting crunk in the whole nine, but I, I spent my money on Kendrick Lamar. Mm. That's a big statement. A big I ain't got to say nothing. That's, that's crazy. And this is what the world is going mm -hmm. through. Everybody out there is in the club, and they trapping, and they doing the turn up, and the whole nine, them people ain't selling no records. Mm. The only records being bought and sold is three people. Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. J. Cole. That's crazy. You see, you've seen a lot of battles. You've been part of, you know, the whole, you, you've seen it. What did you think about this whole Drake, Meek thing, man? I, I, hey, man. I, I, I mean, you, there's only, it's not a Drake, Meek thing because only thing, only ones that came was Drake. Yeah. You know, I don't think that, you know, Meek did what he wanted, did what he did, but there was no battle. You know, we didn't get a chance to hear Meek come and, and, and do nothing. I mean, so, he did that record, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't. So it wasn't really a battle. To, to if if, if, if you could have given Meek advice, what would you have said to him, man? Yeah, just the fact that if he would have came. Meek, still, he's a superstar. Yeah. No matter what. And he's a battle are, rapper. At, at the end of the day, he come from battle rap. And that was the shocking part. The fact that he's nice as hell. He come from the from the street of battling. What happened? That's what everybody's probably asking. It didn't make any sense. But again, at the end of the day, like I said before, he's still he's still the one of the illest. It's just the fact that there's no battle because it was nothing to battle with. He didn't give us the battle. He didn't give us a battle. Mm -hmm. Very you good. Know, speaking on battle rap, I tell you, Rampage to me is one of the greatest songs of all time. I mean, yeah. for me, I mean. I've played it so many times, mm -hmm. but I, I heard there's a version of, of uh, Parish and LL without you on it. Yeah, I, I wasn't there when they first made that. They were battling, Going right? back and forth. No, Rampage is the battle. The one that's out that you hear, mm -hmm. that's the battle. That's the battle. And they were trying to take each other out, right? They are. Yeah, because to me, that was like a battle rap like in, within a, a song. LL is known to do subliminals. Right. And was there tension? Was there tension? It wasn't. It's right. Todd. Right. Todd is uh, he, uh, always a battle rapper. No matter what, in the, the day, it doesn't matter. You know? Female rappers, too. I don't give a fuck, boo. Foxy <laughs> on the record. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, he I, said in Rampage, you and your squad, but the it's only one squad yeah. on his squad. The fact that this is what he did, he's like, yo, he's, it's an automatic, even a 4-3-2-1. Cannabis was just saying... Let me borrow the mic on your arm. And I paid homage. took it and ran. <laughs> you know what I love, though, man? What I did love being an a EPMD fan, man, was um, when y'all when, when, when and L started hanging out together. 
when y'all Russell did, did that. When y'all did the We Gets Busy. You know what I'm saying? And then we called names, but Russell, but that was early on. Right. When LL Cool J was going through his situation or whatever that he was trying to do before Molly Ma did that amazing album, Russell put us together to he hang. Signed y'all. Right. To so L get some of these young kids. No, to come, to you know, you were, exactly. Back. Right. Right. And, and, me and, and Paz was you, EP and we stormed. Right. But what, I, but what I'm saying is, after y'all created that association, I started hearing some Parish and some EPMD and L, and I started hearing a little bit of L and Parish. Is that true, man? Or, the influence. What do you mean? Like just influence, mutual influence, how y'all mutually influenced each other. I don't know. I, that's my first time hearing that. Yeah. I, I just know that that Todd was ex- just got extremely nice after. Yeah, <laughs> you know when Mama's Knock You Out album came. Right, he was extremely it was a different nice. level. It was a different level. He, he went from this person to what is the Panther, an animal that kills. I'm like shocked with blood coming out the gills. Mm. Never in your wildest dreams you get a piece of this gangster lean straight from. It was like, yo, who coach is him. this? Right. He was another whole beast on that album. Molly destroyed that CD. Molly Maul, without Molly Maul's influence, again, it would have been problems for, because Rock Culture might not have survived. AB for president. We Biz Marquee. Boom, 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 boom. Kane. Boom, 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 boom. He, he, he's like, what the, the star of the, yo, phenomenal. Right. I, I, Molly was a phenomenal. Like, yo, what? It would be a problem right now for the sound of music. We might not be here. You know the saying? sound of it. We that might man not be was. Here. Yo, let me ask you last he's question. Way gone, man. man. Top top five producers for you. Top yeah, five Mo- producers. yeah, Molly, Dre, Pete Rock. Mm. Two more. Because the ones that I'm going to say are late, like Just Blaze is one, but that's all right. Kanye West that's... is late, so it's not, it's not that. It's, but in the beginning, though, nobody was, nobody was fucking with me in Paris. Right. Me, me, Paris, uh, Dre, um, like uh, who, who I said, Molly so, Mall. Molly Mall, yeah, right. Very good, sir. You know. oh. Listen, you got to put yourself in your own. Top I said me in Paris. Time. I said no, me in Paris. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to put yeah, yourself because I. And not because I'm, it's me. We I did damage, man. Yeah, you got to do about a full EP, and we the only crew out of our genre, the only group that have back to back to back, like to he back. said, four LPs. Yeah, Rakim one. didn't do it. Kane didn't do it. Biz didn't do it. Um, Tribe, Tribe, didn't, Tribe didn't do no, it. We had. We have four, four number one classic. albums in the country. Yes, and and correct me back if I'm to wrong. Back. But is weren't y'all the most sampled? Uh, uh, yeah, one of the one of the history? most samples in hip hop. And 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 but, but, look at all the look at all the sampling that that came that jump started people's careers. Like yeah. like you know even with DMX and and I mean yeah. look at all those songs. Yeah, because yeah, that me dog was was used. I and that get the bows like I still be like wow that beat get was the used. Bow, yeah. Oh whoa oh, oh. whoa! And y'all yeah. motherfuckers yeah. Up, out of your mind. Yeah. Yo, top five EPMD records. So what you saying? Nice. You got to chill. Mm-hmm. Headbanger. Mm. 
Well, it, the crossover to people because it, it, it was our biggest record, but it's my thing. It's my favorite. Come on. Amazing. My record. But Strictly Business is Rolling Stone's top 20. Yes. Out of, was number 20 out of the 100 all right. of best rap singles of all time. Yep. Mm. I got to tell y'all, man, um, and I, t- I said this before when, when EPMD mm. was on the on the Combat Jack show, man. Um, that, that was a good show. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, Hot, but uh, yeah. Um, good. You know, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Fuji's breakup, I'm like, damn, yeah. Fuji's broke broke up. Tribe breaks up, I was like, damn, that, that, that that's fucked up. That's, that's but, scary right there. What Tribe, we will never see another. No, 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 no. I saw show. y'all at this, at a source. Yeah. It was, it was a new music seminar. I think it was a, a source event. The, um, the hit squad performed, and two weeks later, y'all broke up, and I, I think I might have cried, man. Like mm-hmm. I was like, nah, man. Like EP, what? Oh, well, well, when y'all when, when, oh, nine, when two, y'all yeah. broke up, man. It was sad. For that people. that was my biggest heartbreak, mm-hmm. man. Other than like Big and Tupac yeah. passing, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, that shit. And hurt. that's the reason why me and Prowse got back together, right? Because I made that phone call after the death of of, of, of Smalls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we gotta do something at least to take that heat off of sadness. Mm. Let's do this. And then Back of Business came out. Still went gold on that one, too. That's crazy. On records, though, too. Um, when y'all did the Hit Squad reunion a couple years ago at the that Best Buy, which I was fortunate enough to, to host, man. Yeah, um, you did. I hosted that. Phenomenal. And, 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 and yeah. I, I felt like I was you a part did. of history, that shit man. Was, yo, I can't believe Yo, how hard was that to, to unite everybody, nothing, man? Nothing, man. It was nothing. It was who, a phone who, call. Who, who would want to do that? That was... You know, we couldn't believe it was happening. You know, it was one of the was, best nights of my yeah, it was life. Amazing. You know, I couldn't when I when when people like Ebro, like uh, the natural haters, or you know, you know the people like say you gotta say that again, man. Ebro, that's natural haters. You know, people that hate you know people. But again, at the end of the day, like you know, and 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 he was there to watch. I'm like, yo, it must be dope. And I saw him too. He like yo, E, y'all killed it. And I y'all saw Ebro it. again at the Barclays when we did Rampage mm. for the second time in our life, mm. and um, and we destroyed that. But that was there was a a part where I was like, yo, did this just happen? Because I couldn't believe. Because we did a a thing where we did a rotation. It wasn't like okay, we, we come on, then they come on, then you gonna see Daz, then see Red. It was a rotation, yeah. and I got that from Dougie Fresh on the Tom Cruise b- b- boat cruise. Mm. A, a rotation. Oh, you thing. mean um, Tom Cruise? I mean Tom. Tom Joyner. Tom, okay, I was like Tom Cruise doing Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. Let's go to and, that. And they did a rotation, yeah. and I'm like, "Yo, that's dope." And I said, "We're gonna do rotation, so and so." So we're gonna come out. Me and P, that usually would be the headlines, gonna come out first with, "I'm mad," mm. you know. The tickets to the stage, suckers. It's the E and I'm smoking. Yo, I was like, yo, wow, this like Loken. Y'all couldn't believe this was happening. Right. And the Long Island, the kids that you signed, what's those kids' names? No, that was kids, Paris's. The, yeah, again, the knuckleheads. The knuckleheads, yeah, yo, yeah. That you brought what, them out too. That was the shocker because they was a part of the hit squad, even though they was our friends. They, they, Steve could rap, Tom. Mm-hmm. But again, it was we like fucking my was keeping. But they were amped the fuck up. I don't even remember. No, they were amped the fuck up. I just remember all of. I just we gave them one minute. Yeah, (laughs) we gave them one minute. One minute. That shit felt like it was two. Yo, one minute. Yo, listen, man. At at this point, I'm not even reading off my questions. I'm reading just. Yo, what I want to know is this: It's 2015. Where the fuck is Jane? 
Where is she? I know. Word. I don't know. I told. I told P man. I said, "Yo, right now is the time." Like I told Dougie Fresh, said, "Yo, Eric, I made one album, mm. and look at me. I've been touring for twenty, for thirty years. Mm. I made one album. I've got that in the Dougie show, Fresh, right? Right." And I said, P, we are at the part to where we don't got to make no more jams, no. B. I said, I said, right now we are at that level of those people who, who, our colleagues who didn't have the career we had, and they didn't make, and they on tour, not worrying about making anything happen. So don't be, don't be pressed by trying to have something because you know the people are gassy and be like, yo, let's do whatever, whatever. I said, you want to do something for fun? We can. But as far as doing all that, we're done with all that. Are y'all, are y'all doing tours? Are y'all doing shows? Yeah, we're touring. I mean, of course, we just, you know, whatever comes up that makes sense for us, we do. I, I might have something. You know, because, again, like, you know, again, you got to, you know, I, I, people will be like, yo, well, yeah, we tried to get y'all, but you're impressed. Listen, man, you, you just can't pay me whatever. You know, I'm like, you I'm not, I got to pay what it works. Plus, I got to pay I'm Paris' the, I'm, brother. I, 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 I'm, I'm the logo. Like, I, I mean... At the end of the day, you saw the stuff that happened in Connecticut. You're going to, uh, we got a show in Westbury, October 2nd. They did that same show last year without me in Parrish. Rakim, all them stuff. This year, who they got in the bill? Mm. EPMD. Of course. Now, you want to have 70% of your people in the building, or you want to have 100% of people in the building? There you go. You got to come up off that ducats. Yo, listen, internets. I'm looking at this Combat Jack show, Rug. Y'all got to go to Def Rugs, D-E-F-R-U-G-S on Instagram. Where's the, the website? The, we- the website's defrugs.com. But uh, right now, the best place is to check out the Instagram. You can see the gallery. You can see everybody yeah. that's got the rugs. And yeah. to, but at Def Rugs on Instagram. We got the ESP uh, album that's out right now. Tomorrow, yeah. It's out tonight. But to, tomorrow, go out. Official ESP, ESP Eric Cerner's Perception. It's for everybody that loves hip-hop music and love what hip-hop stand for love the way hip-hop sound miss my sound miss the voice the whole nine hey i'm here i gave you i answered the 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 questions that y'all wanted me to do and i did it for y'all i also brought back some people y'all might like so and so so again go and enjoy it man and i'll tell you for those heads enjoy it it's a dope cd and there you have it man thank y'all very much for coming on the show hey, yo, the, 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 that rug is dope man. the rug is very dope man it is a, it is a nice <laughs> I might just yeah. hang that shit on my wall. But yeah. People do that. Yeah. yeah. Yo, it's crazy because as soon as Gangstar Rug looked dope, right? As soon as Gangstar, like, I wanted to get Premier in trouble, he, he said, yo, as soon as I got my rug, I had I, I had sex on that rug. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even want to talk about I that. I know what I'm saying, though, but. That must be a dope rug. Yeah. 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 Must be a dope rug. No, because it's, it's the, no, Gangstar's logo was incredible. Yeah, that's yeah no, it was dope. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people have yeah. tattoos of yeah. the Gangstar logo. Yeah. How hard is it, man, to, to, to make these by hand? I mean. Um, do you do it all? Is it like all by hand? So you, I'm gonna start learning though too, because I can really be. <laughs> you about to start making your yeah, own yeah, rugs? Yeah, yeah. How many Ecuadorians? No, I mean yeah, with lots of old rugs. With, okay. with it's him, a, it's a carpet, it's a razor blade. You know, I got yeah. a lot of, I got a warehouse full of carpet. A lot of time. Fox, I really you see how big our warehouse is. We got how many square feet? We got, feet we got? 10,000 square, 10, square feet. square feet warehouse filled with carpet. Now I really, really appreciate this rug, man. Thank you so much, and and once again, man, thank you, Pete, man. Man, listen, congrats on the deaf rugs, man. I really think that you know. The internets are really going to be able to see a piece of history with this stuff. I.e., what I was telling you was, you know, people could buy a piece of history, you know, like whether that be their favorite, you know, group or or whether that be their favorite artist. 
Oh, this is crazy, man. That's, that's what on, is it? That's on the cranes. We got the forklifts. Yeah, I saw this, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 the right around the forklifts. Wow, nah, but e, 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 as we yeah. close this, I do want to say, though, like we were saying before, like, you know, uh, there is a group of people who do appreciate, you know, uh, the artists, you know, that contributed so much to hip hop. Like, you mm -hmm. know, EPMD was a soundtrack of, you know, my childhood, childhood, you know. When It's My Thing came on, like, man, listen, my mother used to bang low to fucking music, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I really appreciate everything that you contributed oh, to hip hop. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah, because for I, it was... So create a piece to Chuck Chillout for giving us our first show. At a, you know, for those that live in the Bronx, it was a place called Stardust Ballroom. That was our first show given by Chuck Chillout. And again, when I came outside, it's my thing wasn't playing. You a customer was playing. Don't forget they had mm -hmm. the A side, B sides then, mm -hmm. and you a customer Chuck was playing. Chuck Chillout gave you your first show. Your yeah, first show, yeah. Stardust Ballroom. What the year Bronx. was that? 88. 88. How was the response, man? How was, how was the audience? No, it might have been 87 November because we came out in November 87 with the single. So, but our first response was real tight. Again, we were me and Pat. We was dressed nice, but we was on the show. It was us, Public Enemy, Super Lover, C. Casanova, Rudd, and um, and Big Daddy Kane, right. and um, and and Biz Marquis. And Kane wasn't out. Biz Marquis had bought out Kane that night, and he did the um, rhyme with Kane. That's crazy. Well, I'm the rap promoter. So and so crazy. I but bananas. Man, best memory yeah. of my life. Internet, it's my thing, man. I'm telling you, listen, internet who don't know it's my thing, man. Put that in your ear holes, yeah. man. Internet, and we was a California sensation. People thought that because you had the you had the you had the, the G funk. The, it was the funk. Well, the the gang banging music that they was banging to when I talked to Battle Cat and the whole nights to Eric. Y'all did the soundtrack for Detroit, where he's from, and the soundtrack for L.A. before the before N.W.A. and why M.D.A. was doing it. We was pumping EPMD just as mm. much because of what y'all was sampling. Of course. And then when the second album came out and y'all did Riding High with Fazo with, with pieces of my demo, we was like, there's no way these guys, they got to be from here. And don't forget, there's a they Brentwood thought, in they California. Thought they thought y'all was thought from, from Brentwood, California, but we was from Brentwood, Long Island. Right. They was from Brentwood, LA. Oh, they're from the suburbs of LA. <laughs> they got well, it wrong. They got to be. Yeah. Yo, internets, man. I, I, I just... Episodes like this, man. Yeah. We're talking to history and, and living legends, man. This is this is an honor. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white, and the universe wow. flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah, wow. That's that's that, that, that's 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 paying homage to Frankie Crocker, man. Oh, that's though your Frankie Crocker, yeah. That's wow. Yeah, now we say enough well. about that. Let's get on to something better. If it gets warm, take off the hot sweater. Yeah, my mom, I, I get you a, a cup. cup. If you don't like it, shut the hell up. Shut the yo, hell up. Yeah, listen, you know, so my list was so heavy. Like now when I rap, they're like, yo, you, you don't have a list when you rhyme. And I'm like, I don't know, I did. I didn't do it on purpose, but hanging around Keith Murray and Redman, that was me getting nice. And the, it, the list just, I don't, it just went. You was never self conscious about that? This, 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 that uncut, was my flow. It's the uncut episode right now. Because, but that was, that's what made me like, you know, P, you know, the flow, I had it, but the list is what Biggie, Mace, and those. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to say. This is you the know, last thing I'm going to say. And I, and I have arguments because I understand people's favorites depends on the time that they was alive. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't necessarily look at Run DMC as a duo as much as I look at them as a trio. Right. But when I look at the duos, I, I'll fight any nigga, man, anybody. Y'all was y'all y'all number one goat. People say outcast, and I understand because the what era. they did. But not nah, EPMD, yeah. man. Like EPMD all day. That's dope. Every day. Yeah, goat. I know. I I 
You know, you, Goat. you, Common, Goat. Puff, Puffy, Chris Rock. Goat. And I can't believe y'all talking about me. Goat. Y'all hear me talk about me and you calling me that? Like, that, I heard, I'm Goat like, yo, but believe me, people be like, yo, you, you in Paris was, uh, all you, all and, you cast and I, and I can't Twitter. see it. Talk about see it. Outcast, no, 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 at Combat Jack Show. This weekly drop is Street Smarts featuring Sadat X, produced by JNP. This joint is called How It Used to Be. And make sure you download the Combat Jack Show app on Google Play, iTunes, and all of that so you can hear this banger exclusively right here, right now, right now. Yeah. It used to be when you seen a child doing wrong, you could say something, correct him. You was only trying to protect him. To hear the rest of that joint, make sure you download the Combat Jack Show app at Google Play or the App Store, whatever your choice, you know what I mean, iPhone, Android, just make sure you get that so you can hear the weekly drop on the Combat Jack Show. Cheer. Internet's, it's Premium Pete, and you know what time it is. It's time for Premium Pete's Rant of the Week. And this week, I have my man with me. The special graphic designer of the rant of the week, Mr. Orlando. Orlando, where are you originally from? Originally, I grew up in Portland, but I'm represented from Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Okay. So you stay most of your time in Seattle. Yeah. So you just like here in New York on vacation. Of course. Okay. New York's a great vacation. I mean, I guess sometimes us New Yorkers, you know, we take it for granted. You know, we're jaded, but people come here and they want to take selfies and fuck on the street and smell all this shitty fucking sanitation that goes on here. Welcome to New York City, Orlando. But Thank you. Today we're going to talk about, uh, you know, my rant of the week uh, is about long-distance relationships. Uh, I have a lot of friends that go through those situations, and they're always calling me like, Pete, you know, I'm, I'm, I have this issue. I'm like, what's, what's the fucking issue? And they're like, you know, I'm in this long-distance relationship. I live in California. My girl lives in Poland. I was like, well, that's the fucking first problem that you have right there. But they always ask me, well, well do you think she's doing anything? I said, well, how the fuck do I know? I don't have no GoPro cameras in her, you know, her bedroom or anything like that. But um, you used to be in a long-distance relationship. Yeah, it wasn't that far, but yeah. What when was, I was the distance? So when I was in Portland, my girl was from Seattle. Okay. And we're still together, so I mean. You're still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, but it's not long-distance no more. Nah, So now it was. she moved in with you. Now let me ask you, when it was long-distance, you ever think that there was like people over there doing some things with her? I mean, I could, but I trusted her, so okay. was you I. think she trusted you? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, at least I think so. Given the, given the fact that she probably listened to Combat Jack Show, we won't tell her that you were banging three or four girls at a time in Portland. <laughs> Portland has some good food there. They have that place called Voodoo Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could be freaky. Put your you know, penis in one of them donuts, have one of them Portland girls, you know, lick the cream off or something. Or, I mean, we do have the most strip clubs. Really? Per I didn't capita. know that. Yeah. And they're naked? Yeah. Full okay. noon. And you can drink. Full nude. And you can, wait, 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 wait. Holy shit. Antoinette's. Antoinette's. Come a little closer for this one. Portland. I love you. Full nude and you could drink. You know what that means? That means that there has to be so many corporate people sticking their fingers in girls' pussies. <laughs> um, but long distance relationship. Do you believe in them? I mean, it depends how long, like how far they are from the person. Yeah. I mean, I had it, a friend uh, that used to uh, be over here. His name was Samir. Uh, he was in a long-distance relationship, but his girl wound up living with his mother. 
And I, we don't know if this is true, but they broke up and she still lives with the mother. But it could be, a, you know, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I, Orlando, I don't know what you were thinking, but I was thinking that the mother took her. You know, that, uh, <laughs> you know, no, really, I'm, I'm yeah, being honest. Yeah, the mother, sure. the mother did, you know, one night, you know, came home from work um, and she was on the couch. I mean, this is what I'm figuring. You know, her mother came home from a long day of work. The Samia's girlfriend was on the couch, um, probably in, you know, a T-shirt and maybe some panties and, and you know, watching Netflix, you know, and her mother came home and just swan dive right in that pussy and <laughs> said, let's Netflix and chill, you know. Samia, uh, I know you're on the road, man. We appreciate you, but I'm just paying homage to you, my friend. But, uh, you know, don't be afraid to get back in that relationship, you know. Just don't do a threesome with your mother. Um, just do it with someone else. So, internets, long-distance relationships, they usually don't work, but sometimes they do, and Orlando is a case of it working. Now him and his girl live together, but for those who have been, you know, fucked over or screwed over, or in the other case, maybe, you know, that's why it ended, <laughs> um, you know, I-, I feel for you, and I understand, but they have FaceTime. Let me tell you something. If you wanted to ever do FaceTime, I've done FaceTime before, and you you could uh, actually um, you know masturbate with each other on uh, what's that? What do they call that? Fo- uh, phone sex? Let me tell you something. Do you do phone sex? I'm not gonna say no. What? <laughs> I can say no. Let me tell you something. Phone sex is the best fucking thing. I I've done phone sex before and went to sleep like a fucking baby boy. Like I had a thumb in my mouth. Okay. Phone sex is beautiful. Internets, long distance relationships. Okay, they're not easy. But hey, in life, what the fuck is easy? Okay. Have phone sex. Uh, keep in touch. Don't be a fucking uh, uh, um, predator and check on someone, you know, your significant other a hundred fucking times. Trust in somebody or be by yourself. Yo, trust in FaceTime. That Cheer. shit keeps it alive. Trust in FaceTime. This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.